The wheel of fate is turning. Rebel one, action. Wellies Nerdy News on East Leeds FM. You win perfect. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Wellies Nerdy News for the month of February. February 2023, isn't it, Michael? It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. Yeah. Shortest month of the year, but um, one filled with games coming out and mm. our game of the year show. So we'll be getting into all that as part of the show. But if you don't know who we are, so we're Wellie and Michael, and this is the Wellies Nerd News Show. So this is the first show that happens on the first Friday of every month, except for this month, because we got a little bit of delays. We had lots of stuff happening at the chapel, mm. so I wasn't able to do it, and Michael was busy. You know what I mean? We're all busy people. But um, this is um, this is the show going out. It'll be live on the podcast on radio version. Radio version has a bit of music. Podcast version, we have to strip all that music, as you can imagine, with licensing issues and so on. But yeah, we talk about what games we've been playing, what um, the news that happened over the month, so covering the month of January, all the interesting game news, and then talking about what games are coming out for that month. So we'll talk about month February. And this one, of course, as well. We're talking about our games of the year, our games for 2022. Um, mm. Quite an interesting list, I think, between us both. Um, some unexpected think choices, I think, from my end. Um, do you agree, Michael, from what you've seen? Um, yeah, it's, it definitely goes against the grain for a few of your recommendations. There are a couple of them that make sense. Yeah. Definitely your top pick is like one of those where I go, okay, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, I it's, it's curious. It. I didn't expect mm. it. Um, mm. Um, mm. We'll get into all that, obviously, later in the show. We'll have a little bit of music now, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing um, over January. Um, so let's have a little bit of music. So this is going to be a bit of the GoldenEye um, um, pause music, which is a classic piece of music from the game Gold 964. And if it's not obvious yet, that's one of the games I've been playing because it just got a re-release. So let's have a listen. We're back in a moment. And welcome back. Uh, quite an iconic piece of music. I don't know, Michael, have you seen the videos on YouTube and TikTok and all that of um, the people skanking along to that song? No. I have okay, not, right. because That's... you're talking to an old man here. I do not have TikTok or I Instagram. I don't have TikTok either, but I have what the YouTube or the, the YouTube shorts or whatever. <laughs> and every time it's, the, it's not the cow bell, it's, it's some sort of bell that's been played. Every time it hits, they do a change a little dance move and stuff. It's very silly. <laughs> okay. um, it's quite an iconic. It's like, um, was it? This song doesn't have to go so hard and... and yeah, because it's, it's quite a classic, iconic piece of music um, from yeah. gaming history. Um, and one of the games I've been playing, so yeah, it got a re-release on the Switch and the Xbox Series consoles, um, with Rare Replay on that case. So I managed to get myself, uh, snag myself a free copy, because I've had Rare Replay for a little bit of time now. Hmm. Very good. Unfortunately, the part, uh, it's passable. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, and they've not done much work for it, because they did do, and um, Rare were making a upgraded version for the 360 back in the day that never saw light of day and that code's like lying about somewhere and people have made that into a full-on game this is just the um, n64 game parted with all warts and all so low frame rates and everything you name it <laughs> so oh, okay so it's a very literal port then it's very literal bit it basically they've upscaled the textures on the um and that's it really so it's not not good they made the controls better on the 360 version compared to the switch which apparently not 360 the xbox series which mm. apparently is a massive contention people are really annoyed because inf- obviously the um n64 only had one analog stick as you can remember yeah yeah. Um, so that's been a bit of a point of contention for people, <laughs> but 
hey, it's, you know, I mean, we, we're getting gold now back, you know, I mean, one way or another, and I think, yeah, hopefully we'll get a better version, uh, or it gets an update or patch that makes it better, but we'll see, I think this is, this is a miracle that this even came out <laughs> after this, this long a time, to be fair, so... Maybe nothing will happen. Nothing happen. I'm interested. Well, is, is he is he is he gun sort of aiming? Is, is it still? I don't know how to put it particularly, but like when you move the gun, barrel moves kind of wildly, or, or is it fixed? You can change that. So you no, know, you can change oh, okay. it. It's like a proper third person shooter now, and like all left, all the left trigger does now is bring up the um, crosshair on the screen. Yeah. Or yeah. it zooms in with the sniper rifle. Right. You can change it to the classic version. Classic version. Right, yeah. Nice. Um, as far as I'm aware, but yes. So. I've been playing a bit of that. Michael, what have you been up to? What have you been playing over the past January? Well, let's start off with what I've finished because, as you know, uh, <laughs> I was on, I was, I was, what, how old, how much? Like maybe 30, 40 hours through God of War Ragnarok last we spoke. Yeah. And I have finally f- finished. God of War Woo! is done as of, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, and it only took me a grand total of 50 hours to get through the story and all the side missions that interested me. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bother with the treasure hunts, to be honest with you. I was already kind of over, overpowered by that point. So I, can't, I just didn't really, I, I couldn't really be bothered, just to be honest. So I just did everything else. So, um, not much has changed in terms of my thoughts. Same thoughts as last time, you know, other complaints I had before. Um, the only thing I would say probably to myself, if, if say if I could go back in time and tell myself one thing, it'd be this, just focus on the story first, because that's probably the best aspect of the game. And then once you finish the story, then you can go to Muspelheim and and rank, level yourself up. And then you can do all these side quests and probably enjoy them at your own leisure, your own pace. Um, rather than what I did, because of certain story beats, I was on the impression that maybe I need to do all these side missions first because I won't get a chance to do them later. Yeah. So I went ahead and did that. And uh, yeah, I kind of got burnt out on the 32-hour mark. I mean, it's just a personal thing. But, but, uh, but yeah, although that being said... I did really like the post-game content, the post. Um, was, was the original game stuff. like twenty hours to beat? So like, yeah, getting to thirty plus hours, I imagine, like, and he's realizing there's still way more to go. Well, I'll have a look at I'll have a look at my Steam account real quick and check check yeah. out of all. But I I I would guess without looking somewhere between twenty five and thirty hours. Right, I don't yeah. think God of War was that long. Whereas I feel like the 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 second one they've definitely sort of stretched out a bit. And in some cases, I feel like they've stretched it out with like unnecessary sort of side missions which i don't think were that good for example um like the one way you're, you're sort of you are basically finding all four stags of each different season and then oh, you right. just run you run to it you press the interact button and then you watch an animation rinse and repeat four times and you get xp i thought to myself that doesn't need to be here does it i i don't understand why i mean yeah it gives you some cool armor for doing that and that's great but there's no like build up or fight to it or anything or challenge. no no not no. at all Oh, actually, tell you what, I've just looked. Um, I've just looked at my playtime. Actually, forty-three and a bit, forty-three point one hours on uh, the original God of War on the PC. So did actually, you do almost everything in that as well. Or? Oh yeah, yeah, almost did everything in that as well. Mm. So looks like sim. Actually, it looks like similar, but for some reason, it just feels it feels shorter. Longer. It, yeah. Well, at least God of War felt shorter than Ragnarok, which Ragnarok, I felt yeah. felt a bit stretched at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved the post-game boss battles. They were really good. I, I had a really good time with them. Even though I must have died accumulatively like maybe 100 times on each one or something yeah. like that, or 100 times on every single one. But eventually, you kind of learn how to how to how, how, learn their type of patterns and you just you nail it eventually. 
But just the fact I got so close so many times, I thought, no, I can do this. I know I can do this. This first boss will be defeated. And, you know, it was really um, it was really good, really challenging. So overall, yeah, it's a very good game. I can certainly recommend it. Very easily so, in fact. Um, yeah. So that's God, that's God of War Ragnarok. Um, any other games you've been playing this year, uh, this month? Yeah, lots. Um, just going back to it, we'll talk about a game later. I think um, that does. Um, I think respect your time with side quests and stuff, but we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, no, I've been playing a bit of also some of that has respected my time. Um, it's a really short game, Vengeful Guardian Moonrider. It's called Moonrider. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is a brand new indie game um, from the people who made the knockoff Contra game called Blazing Chrome. Okay. Um, so it's a bunch of, I think it's a bunch of guys from Brazil, actually. So you, know, you don't get many games that come out of Brazil, so this is quite unique in, in that way. And this is their sort of love letter to the um, uh, Mega Drive games of, like, Shinobi and so on. Okay. So it's a side-scrolling game where he plays a ninja. Um, and it's it feels very much in that vein. And if it came out in, like, 1996, I would be like, yeah, this fits right at home. Um, but absolutely the game that's only about three or four hours I think it took me to finish all um, like them games it's uh, side scrolling you got a boss at the end of each stage and stuff um, but unlike um, the Shinobi games once you beat the boss you get a power up like Mega Man um, and then the level select is also like Mega Man you can choose the order of the bosses you fight and stuff um, but lovely lovely sprite work and um, a really cool dive kick mechanic, which is um, something that wasn't in uh, the Shinobi games and stuff. But if you're a big fan of that style of get that side of style of side scrolling game, definitely you know, an easy recommend. And it's something I'm gonna um, probably think about when it comes to contentious sort of game of the year already. Is sort of like a for next year. Right. Um, um, relatively good. I do want to go through it and get all the, like the hard mode stuff and just, like beat it without taking any damage and stuff like that. But I'm. At the amount of time it it felt like you know two three hours maybe four, I felt like yeah no I I'm totally down for playing another playthrough of that in in a bit of t- in like six months time or something, so absolutely love the game um well, couldn't recommend it anymore and it was I think it was on offer when it got launched so it was like twelve quid which was nothing for you know, in four hours of my time I'm totally down for paying that for that mm. and I'm, I'm, I need to go back and play Blazing Chrome I think now because I was like yeah you know and they've done their take on Contra they've done their take on um, Shinobi I wonder what they're going to try and take uh, have a take on next um, but I'm looking forward to it and very cool team from Brazil um, a place where we don't get many games from so yeah I've been playing that um, again that's also people would say is cool. Um, is I've been playing a bit of Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know if you saw this game. Part of the Microsoft um, com- press conference they had a, f- a few weeks ago. No, um, right. It's got Stealth announced and Stealth launched, which was cool, on Game Pass. Hmm. Hmm. Can't say I've heard of this one. Um, I think I've seen I think I've think seen bits and pieces about it, but I haven't really looked in detail yeah. about it. So we'd have to... I'll what, give you a bit of detail. Scoop? Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. Is, um, this is a game by Tango Gameworks, the people responsible for Evil Dead and Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, okay. Um, and unlike them games, it's not horror, no ghosts, no spooky things. This is a third-person action game, beat-em-up style, third-person game. But you fight to the rhythm of the combat of the game. Okay. So, yeah, it's very unusual. Um, so it's a rhythm music game, but it's an action combat game. So you have to press the beats on it. You, you do your square, square, triangles, let's say. But you've got to go square, square, triangle. You've got to time it with a beat and so on and so forth. Hmm. And um, yeah, and it's you can get little layers that help you time it with a beat better and stuff. Um, not play too much of it, but everyone seems to be ranting and raving about it online. And um, yeah, the fact that it got stealth launched and stealth released and it's on Game Pass, it was an easy p- buying for a lot of people. I think hmm. the only problem I have with the game is um, the writing is 
god awful. It's some of the most cringy, like Scott Pilgrim esque stuff happening. And I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm good. Um, especially with that, what is it, Forspoken coming out with cringy dialogue. I was like, January seems to be the month of <laughs> cringy writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wasn't a fan of that. So I'm wondering. I'd say I could turn the audio off, but you need the audio for the rhythm music, music yeah. aspect of the game. Um, so yeah, generally an interesting game. You know, it's 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 something you wouldn't expect, and it's it's relatively you not know, a new idea in a lot of ways. We've been getting a lot more alternate games with um, rhythm shooting mechanic, rhythm mechanics where we've got like rhythm shooters and stuff like Hell was a Metal Hell Singer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it seems like sort of the rhythm music genres evolving into other genres, which is cool. I'm down for seeing more, more stuff like that, see what, where we can get with it, you know what I mean? Mm. Can we get a rhythm survival horror game or something like that? We'll see. <laughs> so, That'd be interesting. Yeah, so Mike, what else is on your list? We'll go back to you for a second. Yeah, no worries. So I've also completed, as last month, we've done our, so me and the girlfriend, we've played through um, The Wolf Among Us Season 1 uh, together, Imagine. gone through her gone through her playthrough. Um yeah, no disastrous choices on her end. No, no terrible fates for anybody. Um, we didn't fail the first season, so that was all. That was all good. Had a good time getting back to it, revisiting some things. Um, interesting how we look at that and then go, "Oh yeah, we actually got the season two to be coming out this year." And mm. we look at the uh, the real trailers for that. You just see how far um, that engine's come, really, in terms of the lighting and the and the visual style and things. I mean, obviously, it's still got that. Um, that cartoon-esque sort of self-shaded sort of style, but it just looks looks a lot prettier. Um, that being said, the, the storyline, yeah, I've got how how good play some of that was. Although I feel like um, similar to me, my my girlfriend expressed sort of like towards the end how we sort of figured out a murderer through a dialogue option where they just you just get told who it is rather than sort of <laughs> deducting it, sort of deducting it yourself, um, deducting it, deducing it yourself, yeah, yeah. Um, figuring it out, which was a bit of a disappointment for her but apart from that it was a pretty yeah it's a pretty fun ride and uh it's good to get back into that one uh quite excited to see how the second season goes this this uh later on this year whenever it gets uh revealed but yeah that's the one i've been cool. playing she, she excited for the second season as well yeah i'd say so i think i think if if second season comes out this year um i think it'll probably be on our watch list i think brilliant yeah no report back especially that second season was, I, I think i might give it a skip um for, uh, because i'm not I, I like the first season but i've not played many telltale games since probably yeah. the first wolf among us so i yeah. might skip it for a while and if i hear it's good i'll i'll get into it and stuff but yeah uh, anything else on your list that you've got I mean, you've played and maybe not finished or you, you've been making way through i've sort of i've sort of dipped my toes into two games really um that were if you like sort of remasters so i've got the mass effect legendary edition which i believe was uh on ps plus mm-hmm. maybe last month or the month before i can't quite remember but i've since downloaded that and i've had a, had a small start at mass effect just to appreciate the some of the gameplay overhauls and the graphical overhauls are quite nice actually so i was quite 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 appreciated of that that was pretty that was pretty nice to see and uh i've also bought for myself in the last month just because i was sort of looking at it going ah well i can get the I can get Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima for the PS5 for about £30. I thought, that's actually for that game, for how much you get from it, and the sort of, just the quality of it. I thought, yeah, that's that's good. I'll... You ever played the original version, or is this like first time you've played oh, it? Oh, pl- I've played the original version. Yeah, I've got the PS4 copy, but I've wanted the PS5 copy because... With the DLC as well. 
Yeah, with DLC and also 60 FPS, please. Is it's hard? <laughs> it, it is what I'm after. Like the, the yeah, you know me. Like 30s. It's just no. It's a better experience if I got nice, smooth, responsive swordsmanship. That's the way forward. That's the way forward. Especially for my playstyle, I was never much of the. I wasn't much of a ghost. I was more of literally. I was more of a samurai sort of walk up to fortresses and going. Send me the best soldier. Having a good old fight and then fighting everyone else and then moving on. Once that once that's all been taken care of, I wasn't really much for sneaking around and stabbing people unless the game like forced me to do that for game for yeah, for story reasons so yeah i got that as well um any more games on your side yeah well, speaking of high frame rates i've been playing as, as i mentioned last month i remember through gears of war 3 and so on mm. i mm. finished gears of war 4 now oh, and yeah. gears of war 5 on the series um s um so obviously it's the xbox one version but yeah high frame rates are running solid 60 most of the time at least four is i'm four five seems all right yeah um these it's been interesting because I, I I'm a very much a lapsed Gears of War fan. I I loved Gears of War two and a bit of three, um, but coming back to them, it's been interesting. Sort of like how the formula developed, especially in five. The five almost doesn't feel like a Gears of War game. Um, the cover shooting is more intense, so it is a cover shooter like Gears of War was. But just how yeah. it controls and the sort of like the movement mechanics and stuff like, and and it's very strange stuff like instead of holding B to do your chainsaw, you hold the right bumper. And then active reloads change where you can active reload whenever, even if you've got a full clip. but um, And it'll re- give you full active reload on that clip. Um, but then you can't active reload back-to-back very quickly. You have a little cooldown timer active reload. And then, obviously, now the enemies and with the robots in the fourth game, now there's the swarm. It feels like Gears of War, but also, like, not because... Lo- I mean, I very much felt like that Locust Conflict was what Gears of War was about. And they've expanded beyond that, in a way. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm wanting to see where this number five goes because it seems like they're bringing the Locust back to some degree because they are kind of in the game, in the fourth game, and in this game as well. Um, just kind of different. It's it's them trying to have the cake and eat it, I think, in terms of um, being what Gears War is, but then also creating something new. They clearly want to make something new that isn't Gears. And it's sort of stuck in the middle to some degree. So. Okay. Uh, is that the one that's sort of semi-open, semi-open in terms of some of the level designs? As in, you can. I think so. I've not got to that so. part yet, though. Number okay. five. Yeah. Um, so I can't comment on it too much. Um, it's been very linear so far. Very much a Gears of War game. That. End. Okay. Yeah. No. Speaking of, um, do you know what I mean, I'm being stuck in the middle. I've been stuck in the mud. Um, for ground, I've been playing a game called Grounded. Do you know about this game, Michael? Grounded. Uh, is, is this like Honey I Shrunk the Kids sort of thing, mm-hmm. or am I, or have I got it completely wrong? Yes, this is the um, game made by Rare, um, obviously, who made Goldeneye back in the day. This is the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sort of game where you're <laughs> a small child who's been shrunken down to the size of probably like a size of a very small spider um, because a lot of the spiders are very la- much larger than you, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very scary. And yeah, and it's a it's an open world survival game. So you're doing, you know, you're chopping down branches or chopping down leaves in this case because, you know, a branch would be massive. <laughs> chopping down leaves. And you're creating tents and armor and killing bugs to eat them and put them on on fires to roast them. And there's also a narrative going on in the background as well. There's a I mean, clear narrative that's happening, and you're trying to, I mean, basically get yourself to be unshrunk, um, but finding out all this secret stuff. Like there's a little secret underground lab and all that rubbish. Um, so yeah, this has been. I'm not a big survival um, survival game fan. You know, what I, mean? I don't like me arcs or that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but playing this, I'm like, yeah, kind of feeling it. Um, 
did get my butt whooped a few times though by massive spiders, <laughs> uh, which was uh, I'm not afraid of spiders, but they're like they're terrifying because they have very fast enemies and they will close the distance on you. So if you don't have good weapons or armor, you know you're, you're dead instantly. Uh, right. but I think this game can play with like four people, so I'm going to try and gather some friends to play it. So I think that'll be a lot of fun building sort of a base and then defending it. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I'm pretty surprised. Was that game officially actually came out in 2022? It's been in early access for a few years. Well, it's been great to actually join and get a full, full-on game to play of it. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna f- follow up with that game and then see where I get to. But what I've, I've played so far, very cool. Um, but I think that's all the games, more or less, I've been playing that I've been on the back burner that I'd like to talk about. We've got one more game, I think, haven't we, Michael? That we've both been playing. That's probably one of the biggest games that came out in January. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It certainly, is one of the big, one of the big ones. Um, and that one will be Dead Space Remake. Which I believe came out on the twenty, I want to say twenty fifth, but I might be wrong on that one. Yeah. Maybe eighteen. But twenty eighth of January, yeah. Twenty eighth of January. Ah, there we go. I got so I got slightly wrong there. But yes, we've both been playing a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I'm on to chapter five of the game, so I'm just under the halfway mark. If I, if my mem, if my, if they've kept the um chapter system the same. Um, yeah, yeah. What about yourself, Elliot? <laughs> I'm done. I've done it. First done. playthrough done. Nice. Um, yeah. You want, do you want me to tell you off? You tell me your thoughts first because you're still very early in the game. I want, to, I want to hear what you're feeling, where it's going, because then I know what to spoil or what not to spoil for you, basically. Fair enough. So, um, how do I feel about this as somebody who really liked the original Dead Space um, going back into it? I think they've still nailed the atmosphere. I still feel like it, it, it feels like I'm playing Dead Space again for like the first time back in 2008. They've got that sort of atmosphere down really well. I really like the new additions that they popped in here and there. I like the sections where they force you to choose between having lights on or maybe sac- so, so say you have to open up a door to get to where you need to go. But to do that, you need to have, have the lights off or the oxygen out um, to sort of uh, to sort of really test your uh, survival skills, so that is really good. And also, it's it's generally quite terrifying to constantly hear monsters, and then have to deal with constantly hearing monsters as well as the lights being out. So it kind of keeps you on edge, keeps you looking at those vents uh, in a, a massive fit of paranoia to make sure we've got no one creeping up on you. So those things are very good. Um, the graphical overhaul is nice. Um, this is a sad part of my first impressions for for um, Dead Space Remake. Unfortunately, my my uh, PC is starting to show its age. Um, it's I have to play it on a certain anti-aliasing setting to get 60, which means that objects past a certain distance are a bit crushed and pixelated. So I'm sort of like, ah. Uh, I mean, I could I I can switch to the other version, but that gets me just I don't know, just just very choppy performance very yeah. sort of you have, you have a ps5 don't you i do have a ps5 yeah, yes it's, i do it's been running running perfectly on ps5 for me so yeah 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 but 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 uh but yes that's my, my pc showing yeah signs of age to be fair on the steam page um it's kind of funny how the minimum requirements it's like oh if you've got a gtx 1070 that's the minimum i'm like oh good that's <laughs> that's that's the card i'm using um <laughs> so um yeah bless i need to i need to get my uh, pc upgraded this year but anyway moving on from that i mean it still looks good it's still it's still a really nice overhaul the lighting's better the uh, shadows are increased. It's very dark, which is awesome. I like the uh, more bloody aspect of it. I like how uh, Isaac gets absolutely caked in blood from every every combat encounter he gets himself into. I think that adds an adds a lovely bit of horror to the 
to the yeah. uh, if, if you go out in field. space as well, if you'll see like little bits of frost come on him when he's in his, it comes in, inside and then it'll start to melt as well. Oh, it's really? really cool. Or when you go to the sort of the cryogenic areas and stuff, and it starts to fr- you get old frost on you and whatnot. Really cool stuff. Oh, nice. I'll definitely look into that um, next section I get to. But um, yeah, I really like those aspects of it. Um, I've also kind of find it interesting, like from a design point, how they've changed it from. So in the original, after it was one level. You do that one level, you get onto a tram, you move to level number two, then you complete that level, go back on a tram, level number three, and um, and 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 so on and so forth. But in this one, they have a few different things to 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 show off. So um, the levels are kind of interlinked now. Um, you'd have to take the tram to go everywhere. For example, the first chapter and the second one sort of seamlessly uh, merged together. You can go f- between... Um, the, I'm going to call it the docking station, even that's probably the wrong word. Yeah. And uh, medical within just like, a, I think, like a, a, a series of doors and an elevator and then you're there, um, which is... Which is quite it's it's an interesting addition. I'm not sure if I'm hugely keen on it because I feel like it may. I think it makes the ship feel smaller. But then yeah. some people actually argued the contrary. So I feel it's down to personal taste. And then there's only a slight few little things where I feel like I preferred the original on on, on for 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 aspects of this. But um, my overall impressions are very strong. It's 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 a game that dare I say it you may no longer need to play the original anymore. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you may just play this remaster for a very similar but very effective um, Dead Space experience. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's my spiel done. I'm looking forward to uh, getting through the rest of it, seeing all the different things they've changed up and seeing how we go. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, just going back to that, um, I, I, I totally agree. Um it's been it's been it's it's been a really good replacement i think for the original much like the first resident evil remake mm. uh, i feel like you don't have to play original how are your feelings on sort of um the sort of amount of new content versus old content at least where you are at the moment so it's it's mostly let me think new versus old because i know that the new stuff is it's like they kept some of the original areas but then they've they've sort of changed the map around that a little bit to switch things up um likewise i feel like the enemies are much more sort of like surprising sort of like uh you know if you revisit areas of the sort of randomly spawn through events which i find mm. is really good um I'm trying to think of the other new content so there's other things such as you've got security levels now which is interesting i'm not sure how i feel about that just yet because i feel yeah. like that has potential to be maybe a bit of a nuisance like being unable to remember so say if you weren't level two at this time and in a certain level there's always doors and things sealed off to level two access just just give you a top tip on that look at the map the map hole that's that's what um once i got to like chapter five or six and i got a few of them security levels up i was like just looking at the map every so often just checking here oh that's a security level two dory if i do this slight that that reroute i can go this way and go up and that door check what's in it and so on and so forth oh okay that's a little tip there for you well, there you go. That might help me a little bit because I've heard this sort of thinking to myself, like, I hope there's a way, like you said, I hope there's a way of tracking this because at the moment yeah. I don't know if there is and I feel like I'm just going to have to sort of I, go I back complete, to levels. Yeah, Yeah, I completely ignoring my map at the start and just using the clicking R3 to tell me the critical path, basically. Yeah, but obviously that yeah. changes as you get more side quests and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, side quests are good in the game, I'll tell you that. Um, you know, I mean, it didn't feel, I don't mean like God of War, did not feel pointless and stuff and i think for a second playthrough there's more and different side quests i think because there's a new game plus in the game 
Oh yeah. Um, which um, also you can get a secret ending for uh, find New Game Plus. There's way to get it, but I won't tell you how to do it. Um, I've looked it up, so I know from my second playthrough. Oh. And apparently, stuff changes as well. I won't get into much more about that, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that seems that seems cool. So yeah, it's it's definitely a game you're gonna want to play at least twice, maybe mm. even more if you want to do not I mean, impossible difficulty and <laughs> so on and so forth. Yeah, no, it's been really good. Um, I won't get into what changes if oh it does change um for the game but i'm i'm generally by the end of it pretty happy um they hit all the right notes and the right beats i think um, and whether that's new or old and so on and so forth but i do think at the start of the game there's not that much new stuff um but yeah we'll 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 have a deeper chat i think once you finish it um there's lots to talk about and stuff i'm really liked because it really scared me as well because there's a certain creature in the game i do not like um and how they use that creature and when they use that creature i think i think was really clever and they characterize that creature a little bit more give it a little bit more depth um but we won't talk about that until obviously you've you've played more of it i have a Um, i have a guess if i'm about to encounter it if it's the one we're thinking of um, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if you're thinking of that one. I'm not too sure. Um, well, let's put it this way: if, if it's anything like the original, I'm expecting to encounter the one that cannot die really until certain things. Uh, Is that the one you're talking about? Y- yes, yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Excellent. Um, but yeah, uh, I won't say anything else because you know I don't Fair want to spoil enough. anything for you. Um, but yeah, Part- no, I was very surprised with that. And um, how, yeah, how it all works and stuff. And uh, just to give you a little side note, um, the gravity ball thing is back. <laughs> Oh, good, good. Grab that... both um, sections back, so yeah, you can you can still do that, and that's all the same. Uh, but yeah, no, that. it's it's been fabulous. This is another early contender, I think, that game here. And you know what? With how good this has turned out, it's put I would say put a lot of pressure on Resident Evil Four, but it's got me even more excited for Resident Evil Four, especially <laughs> with the new stuff I've seen. But I'm like, you know what I mean? If you know, and they nail it, think you nail it. You know, is a survival horror fan. It's a good year to be a survival horror fan, even with you know, Clisto as well. And last year, and I was disappointing a lot of people, but myself, I was like, God, oh, it's fine, it's fine, yeah. Um, gonna be, yeah, some good times, I'm sure. We'll get to talk about Resident Evil 4 remake in a few months. That's, oh, that's very exciting. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. very impressed with that. So, yeah, I think that's all the games we've been playing. Um, I'm sure we'll hear Michael's final thoughts with him next month once he's finished up the game and stuff, but yeah, it's um. Do you, want, do you want me to talk? Do you want me to tell you about game length or, or do, you, do you want to not be spoiled on that? No, let's let's no, keep myself spoil free. Yeah. I'm no. going into this sort of almost blind because I've got the knowledge of the original Dead Space, so I'm anticipating twelve chapters. I'm yeah. anticipating a runtime of somewhere between eight to twelve hours per campaign mm-hmm. or run through. But if I'm wrong, don't don't tell me. Just let, no, let me no, fig- no, let me fine. figure out for myself, and now yeah, yeah no report back. But I mean, it shall be at chapter five. You can yeah, kind of work out stuff, I imagine. But yeah, so that's all the games we've been playing. Mm. Let's have a bit more music. So this is the uh, music for the Hunter from Dead Space the original soundtrack. So let's a bit of music from this, and we'll be back shortly with talking about what game um, the news that happened over January. Mm. And welcome back. That was a bit of music from Dead Space. As I say, we've been both been playing some Dead Space, and we've both so far. I finished it. Michael's still making a way through it. We've both agree, pretty damn good so far. Yeah, and that music uh, brings back lovely memories of me panicking in the original game to that thing chasing me all the way through. Uh, as a teenage boy, I was not prepared for an invincible <laughs> monster. I was not prepared for that. After chapters of cutting down necromorphs and finding them generally quite creepy that was just like yeah. no i'm not having this this is just, yeah this is too much and it was great <laughs> massive shout as well to um, the dis- sort of destruction physics of the necromorphs and like mm. we blast off. Uh, especially that final weapon you get um very cool when you use with the destruction yeah. figures yeah. i want to say oh, very cool <laughs> cool 
Understood. Uh, I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, the the, the goal effect is really good. Like yeah. watching the plasma cut the cut like limbs off is proper. Just like oh god, it's take off a chunk of flesh there. Now it's off. Chunk of flesh off there. Now it's off. It's like fat is horrible, but awesome at the same time. In yeah, terms of no, in terms of being a horror game, really good, really good stuff. But anyway. Yes. Yeah, let's move on. So, yeah, let's get um, into the news. Um, as you know, to usually start off with a sort of plus versus gold. We've thrown a bit of Game Pass stuff in there this month because of some big Game Pass um, oh, stuff yeah. that's happening. So we thought we'd add a little bit into there. But, yeah, do you want to kick us off with, I guess, the PS Plus games, Michael? Certainly can. So the PlayStation Plus uh, Essential Games have come to light. So what do we have? We have um, Evil Dead. Uh, coming to I think the PS4 or PS5, which that's a, is that's a game I bought actually not that long ago, so <laughs> it's oh, not that old. Either. I think it came out like October. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's very it's very recent, and I believe that is a a multiplayer game where there's like a team of survivors, uh, so four players versus one player who is controlling the the dead, and the four players have to do sort of objectives. Um, and then complete those in order to win, yeah. or the other side needs to kill all the players to win. Yada yada yada. Um, we also have Oli Oli World coming out, which Reasonably is not that two <laughs> <laughs> Which is a side scroll. It looks to me like a side scrolling um, sort of skating adventure where you can mm. skate on sort of anything really with a certain, I want to say, quite vibrant, um, colourful art style as well to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've also got, let me think, the PS4 side, we've got the Mafia Definitive Edition, so it's a remaster of 2002's Mafia, which I actually I might pick up. I, I, I've heard good things about the original, so yeah, yeah. I might be interested to give this a go. Just for the for the story beats uh, is the most in, the biggest thing. Apparently it's got a very good story, so I'm quite interested to expense it for myself. And uh, lastly, we've got some uh, Destiny 2. Uh, I believe is this DLC Destiny 2 Beyond Light Beyond Light it's the newest expansion there's a new one coming out I think at the end of February or March um, mm-hmm. yeah this is the newest expansion probably getting people up to speed with Destiny's stuff uh, which is cool you know what I mean I, I've been tempted to play Destiny for a while so that's uh, I'm, I'm excited for that to some degree if I can get some friends to play it as well mm. cool cool very, very nice uh, that's our PS Plus uh, lineup, which I must say is, is pretty good this month yeah, I think it's a nice. It's a really solid. Because usually it's just been two games, so we've got four games, three on PS5, and all four of them on PS4 as well. So that's really cool. Yeah, um, I just say a few things because a few of these games I, I'm going, I know a bit about and um, I, I enjoy. So yeah, um, Evil Dead. Um, that's an amazing. Um, Amazing multiplayer game. I don't think it sold very well, unfortunately. So that's probably why it's been on PS Plus after maybe four, five months. It's been out, um, which is fine. You know, what I mean, it means more people will now get a chance to play it. So please do, um, if you've got the PS Plus essentials or above, um, please do get um, have a try of it. It's really cool. Um, it is Dead by Daylight, as I referred it to, I think a few months ago, but not rubbish. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Dead by Daylight. I like this idea of you know, what I mean, when you play the survivors, you have multiple different objectives. You have different things rather than just activating generators all the time and being able to fight back against the um the um the creatures as well rather than you can maybe slash a, fl- a flashlight in front of their eyes and then you have like a, a modifier that gives you a two percent chance of doing this and it's none of that rubbish it's you not know I mean it's very way more tactical and way more fun so do hmm. check that one out um and ollie ollie world i did recently pick it up i am a big fan of ollie ollie 2 and it's probably my rarest platinum trophy it's um it's ridiculously low very few people have got that game not had chance to play much ollie ollie w- uh, world unfortunately and i'm not a fan of the art style hmm. it's very sort of hipster-esque i did like the more <laughs> the pixel art stuff that was um 
um, presented in Ollie Ollie One and Two. Um, right. So yeah, no, um, that's just a bit, my bit bit of take on them games. But four games and they all are pretty good games, I think, in general. So that's a win, I think. Yeah. Even if you have some of them already. Yeah, certainly a very strong uh, entry for the for the PlayStation side of things this month. Uh, if we move over to the Xbox Games of Gold, I will revisit the Xbox Game Pass titles in a second. But we have two games here. We have uh, one called For the King, which appears to be a co-op sort of dungeon crawler mm. experience. You, you sort of explore procedurally generated maps, like over, over, overarching maps, with like uh, procedurally generated sort of uh, dungeons, enemies, and, and loot and things like yeah. that. I, I played this on the PC Game Pass, I think, a while ago. It must be two or three years ago. Mm. Um can't remember much about it though <laughs> okay that's a i see um but i hope that sort of was a bit of a refresher on that one um but on the other end of that one we've also got uh guts and goals which seems to be uh coming out as well on xbox games of gold and that appears to be essentially you're playing football although you have melee uh weapons and you're sort of using those to hit the ball into the net as well as do damage to other players and then there's a bunch of other different uh, twists and turns on the formula such as you know power-ups or unique sort of modes or boss fights even as i saw from the uh the trailer earlier today hmm. it's uh it's got a few things going for it it's quite it's i think it's i feel like Again, Xbox has gone more, I want to say, a bit more indie scale. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the PlayStation Plus is going for the big titles this this uh, this month. But you've got kind of two different sides of the coin. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, they don't look like bad games, but they're certainly definitely lower in profile than the PlayStation um, offerings this month. Um, yeah. Now, in terms of Game Pass, um, we have a few that are coming out this month as well. Uh, some new titles there for console, PC, and cloud. So. We have uh, we've already had on the second of February uh, both Grid Legends, which is a sort of racing uh, racing game. I feel like Grid is somewhere between arcade racing and realistic sim racing. I feel like it's somewhere between the two, definitely striking that balance. As well as a game called Darkest Dungeon, which is a uh, I want to say it's a I think it's a side scrolling um, slasher game um, with the heavy emphasis on loot and also the kind of the traumatic impact on you know the sort of the impact that all this uh adventuring and dungeon and dragonings would have as i like to call it would have on the actual adventurer themselves rather than just you know remember to vessel for you to so you know to get get more powerful and get loot and this that and the other it also looks upon the impact of all of this onto their own psyche and takes it into effect with some cool gameplay mechanics so we have that on the second um Moving on to the seventh, which was oh, actually only a couple of days time, we have Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year's edition, which is coming to console, PC, and cloud. And then later on this month, we also have Atomic Heart, which will be coming mm. for console. And then the other platforms is to be decided closer to the time. Yeah, no, especially a brand new game, Atomic Heart, seems to be doing mm. well. We'll talk about it later at the end of the show as well as part of the games coming out. But yeah, that's really good to get a day one big sort of almost triple H game. Um, for the Xbox Games Pass, so good stuff. What are you most excited for on this list of like PS Plus and Xbox Game Pass and Gold stuff? Hmm, what I'm most excited for? Well, I feel like um, it's it's a clear, it's quite a clear thing for the get for the Game Pass title to get. Three of those four games look look cool, look look good yeah. from that Game Pass. So already again, quite nice value there. The two Xbox Game of Gold ones. Um, 
I'd probably be interested to like maybe if I had an Xbox, pick this up with mates, but I'm not 100%, I'm not too fussed about them. And as I said, funny enough, of all the games that are coming out for the PlayStation Plus side, I'm most curious about Mafia, just yeah, be- yeah. just because of what I've heard from the from the story side of things. Um, but uh, but yeah, but, but, but those are my those are my thoughts on it. Um, definitely so, and I think I'd definitely pick up Ollie 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 World as well because I've heard a lot of good things from it. From 2022, it got a few. I'm fairly sure it got nominated for a few Game of the Year awards last year, and I'm pretty sure it's got a fairly decent um, public and critical reception as well. Brilliant. So yeah, there are your plus um, Xbox games of gold and a few Game Pass announcements. There. As I said, the Game Pass announcements come whenever in the quite sporadic. And just to say as well, um, from in last month in January, um, there's Persona 3 um, Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and um, Monster Hunter Rise all came to the Game Pass. So mm. check that out. That's um, really good value there. Um, let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about what um, the main news. Not tons of stuff. It was, ja- it was January, so a bit of a slower month, Michael, wasn't it? But is um, is there anything that caught your eye? I guess it relates to the PlayStation Plus stuff. But what happened to the, what's happening to the PlayStation Plus collection? So um, for all those who had bought a PS5 the last couple of years, you as a PS5 purchaser and someone who has PlayStation Plus subscription, you're offered what's called the PlayStation Plus Collection, which is a series of some of the best-selling games from the PS4 um, era. So games like God of War, Resident Evil 7, uh, let me think, any other games I can think of my There list. was Persona 5, but they removed it about a year ago, I think. Oh, they? oh yeah, they definitely would have also put in Last of Us Remastered, absolutely would have popped that in there too. So you have, you know, all those big hitters from the PlayStation 4 era uh, available for, you know, no extra price for those who already have a subscription to PlayStation Plus and have a PS5. That will be getting removed from May of this year. Uh, I believe you have until that time, I'll get the actual specific date for you now, but you have until um, May the 9th to uh, renew your bits of get some of these games. If you haven't already got them already, definitely at least um, get go through this collection to, to purchase the games so you can download yeah. them later if you'd like. Because whilst it'll, it'll go away on the 9th of May and it won't be offered to anyone else, um, if you already purchased them beforehand, there's nothing stopping you from downloading them. So it's quite an easy... Uh, quite easy quick one to get in there and download some of those games while you got the chance you have three months though so plenty of time to get that sorted out add that to your to-do list but i figured that was quite it's quite quite big news that when i got that email uh come through to my uh it's only a few days ago actually into my into my inbox getting that email from pleasure and going by the way your pleasure plus collection will be getting removed in may i went oh right okay (laughs) okay better get them downloaded yeah, it's a great bit of additional value. So definitely, if you're new to the PlayStation ecosystem and you've never played them games, just add them. You, know I mean? you add them and you can um, play them later. There's no reason to not add them in a way mm. if you've got a PS Plus subscription. And yeah, there was like 17, I think 18 games if you had Persona 5, but they got rid of that, I think, a year or so ago. And it must have been a licensing mm. issue and you had to get rid of that from the collection. But that's how I played the Days Gone because I'd never played it before. And I think it's I've got how I've got Battlefield 1, which I've not yet played. So yeah, there's um, tons of stuff there and tons of actually generally really good games i think it's some of, it was like some of the best metacritic rated games wasn't it so yeah hey yeah go grab that for sure hmm. um i'm trying to look at see what i say not a massive month of stuff but um you know we've got the ps um psvr2 coming out very soon so we now have hmm. the full list of launch games have you seen this list michael what what, what do you think to the list of launch games I certainly have. It's quite it's quite a generous list of of games you got there. Absolutely, mm. um, it's 
definitely they've been up there i feel like it's quite cool to see that if you've already purchased games like uh, gran turismo 7 you also get the vr sort of add-on sort of bolted on as such you can just yeah, sort of yeah. you can just go ahead and download that and you're on same thing for your village in vr that's the same story if you've already got that game on playstation 5 this is just a yeah here you go this is this is an add-on for vr2 um because you've 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 purchased it i'm very curious about how cities vr would cities vr would work considering that's a top-down uh, mm. Management game, but okie dokie. Um, no Man's Sky is pretty cool as well. That one I can just see working very nicely in VR. Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, I can't say too much really. It's kind, of, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, it kind, of, it kind of looks pretty pretty nice. But a few of them I actually don't recognise just because I'm, I'm sort of so out of the VR yeah, landscape. But yeah. I don't know if uh, what what do you think? Are you, are you excited for those new titles? Do you think they generally? Yeah, or, it's yeah. Um, because I do have a lot of these games already. So a lot of them getting free updates or uh, VR patches. You know what I mean, hmm. um, like um, the, the thing is, some of them are not though. It's it's very not super clear. So like, I know Res Infinite's a ten dollar upgrade for the PS4 to PS5 version. Right. Um, I think Thumper's a three upgrade as well, and then like the um, Walking Dead one and the part one and part two they've got free upgrades for the ps4 version so it's very mixed and whether it's an upgrade or not so do check it out there's a list there's lists out there telling you if it's, you know, it's an upgrade or and then i think the case with moss book one and two even if you have the originals there's no upgrade path you have to rebuy the games again separately mm-hmm. um so it's, it's it's a bit unusual that yeah it's a generally a pretty good um list of stuff not tons of new stuff the newest thing is obviously the horizon called the mountain in and there was that switchback vr which has been delayed slightly out of launch and um, out of the launch month but it is early march i think um to for that so that's the um, rail shooter game from the until dawn people who made the until until dawn rush of blood that's the mm. launch game i'm most excited for because i'm actually not that looking forward to horizon just because i'm kind of a horizon doubt at the moment there's too much horizon <laughs> stuff happening and we'll get into the news because there's there's another bit of horizon news as well there's another game probably coming out in the horizon universe uh, so yeah. i'm kind of a little yes. bit you know i'm doing that um but yeah there's some games there that i'll already have and stuff and it also the only game I'll probably be buying for the PSVR 2 is the Switchback game, because, again, the rest of them I already have or I can get upgrades for and stuff. So, yeah, not tons of new, new stuff, but tons of decent games. You know what I mean, straight up, if you've never played a VR headset and, you know, and you've, you've got the money aside for it, you're going to you know, easily have lots of winners here because, you know, I mean, Tetris Effect is probably the best way to play Tetris. <laughs> um, Thumper is a really cool rhythm music game that's um, unusual. Um, you've got, yeah, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which some people say is the best VR game of all time. And that's got part two that's coming out as well. So you can, I think you can get a bundle of them for like 50 quid. So like two full on games in VR. Um, Gran Turismo 7, looking forward to playing that game in VR because the original was Gran Turismo Sport with PSVR 1 was only partially yeah. in VR. You could play it, you know, race against one other car and that was it. Well, this is the full game in VR. The only thing they said, the only thing that's in VR isn't in VR is split screen mode because of yeah. course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be in VR, so yeah, no, that's all really good stuff. Um, after the fall, I've been meaning to play that back for a while because that's you know it's been a while since I played that game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm personally very excited. And I'll probably be picking one up end of February, maybe early March. So if I get it in time for the next show, I'll fill people in and stuff. Oh yeah, Pistol Whip's getting a part as well, and I think was it Beat Saber will at some point. So. Really cool. As a VR fan and uh, I won't say an aficionado, but um, in that VR space, I've been enjoying all the stuff that's been coming out of VR. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. And I can't wait to see what's um, the Resident Evil 4 remake support is going to be for VR. I wonder what that's going to be like. That is curious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Any other final bits of um, stuff that took your fancy for the news? There's not tons of stuff, is there, Michael? I mean, there's a, there's a few things that I thought were quite interesting from this from this month just gone. Um, so, firstly, I was it, it's quite interesting to see, although it's kind of maybe predictable for some, uh, Google pulling the plug on Google Stadia as of the 18th of January. No more gaming on that platform whatsoever. You lose your games and your game progress. I mean, admittedly, you get all your all the so money you spent to buy these products you get that you get credit refunded automatically and if not you're getting a lot to say how but yeah just just nope it's gone they're pulling the plug on that one and they're going to use all the technology that they used on google stadia putting it elsewhere into google's various different products and services but uh yeah quite big news um for those who had a stadia uh you have my condolences but um but yes, um, you should be able to refund your, your software purchases and hardware, with the exception actually of the uh, Google Pro, Google Stadia Pro subscription, because you're paying for um, that on a subscription basis rather than the actual products. So, not sure the details on how to get that refunded if you can, or if you just have to straight up just um, sort of cancel your subscription and cancel your direct debit. Maybe that's the way forward. But you might need to yeah, get into touch with, I guess, Google support if you can uh, regarding that one. So that one was quite a, quite a big hit. And it's one of those things where I remember when it first came out, I just think like it's, it is impressive to stream, stream games. But unfortunately, there is like, this problem of latency and also just infrastructure isn't there yet to really support um, you know, having crazy high downloads in order to you know, have you know high quality gameplay download to your, to your to your device without significant delay when you click a button you know on, on their side to go back and then download it it's 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 technically impressive but it's also just it doesn't doesn't quite work it's not going to be quite as snappy as having a console in front of your pc just yet although it is exciting to see how you know you've got g-force i think it's g-force now you've got all these other products like xbox cloud and stuff like that they're all going ahead um with this technology but it's like yeah google's putting the plug on this one um so i thought that's quite big yeah, it's uh, well, I'd I'd probably draw you back to a couple of years ago, which I'm pretty sure on this very show I said, um, Google's the sort of company that after a couple of yes. years of their of their um, their products failing, they tend to kill it, um, even though they have pretty much infinite money. And I said this will probably happen to Google Stadia, and lo and behold, we're in the year 2023, and it's dead. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I won't say I called this, but like everybody called this pretty much. You know, I mean, it was it was inevitable. Um, and I think you know, in companies investing all this cloud software and stuff, it, it's there is you know, in that inherent latency. You know, in light is only so fast. You know, in the speed mm. of light is really fast. You know, it's, it can travel around the earth seven times in a second. But when you're talking one sixtieth of a second, like response times for games and stuff, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be as fast as you need it. And obviously, it's not going directly. It's going bouncing off all these different server points and stuff. And then yeah. maybe there's some packets in between between your data and its data. It's like yeah, of course, this is you know, not going to be yeah. It's I will give one ben, one. Um, positive though i did play microsoft flight simulator on the xbox via cloud mm. because it was a hundred gig download and i just wanted to try it for 10 minutes oh yeah so i did you know what i mean boot it for 10 minutes i was like oh there's my house i'm gonna crash this plane to my house close it down didn't have to download 100 gigabytes a day <laughs> great you know what is, i mean is that the only reason you played it yeah i was so, like i'm going to crash it into my into my house and various other locations um, <laughs> i will not name them in case in case anybody is listening uh, wow so, yeah. so i was like oh can i crash it? yes i can there we go you know, it's very silly stuff like that 
was an example. But okay. yeah, um, that that was great then because I mean, 110 gigabytes. I don't download that, and I don't really download it, remove stuff, add stuff back on. Yeah, it was great. You know, in half an hour, I can test some cool. You know, it's a, I think it's good for sort of t- t- tasting some, especially as games get bigger and bigger. You know, if oh, I yeah. want to play five seconds of Call of Duty's campaign and go, oh, this looks cool before I buy it. Yeah, great. But for anything, you know, I mean, majorly any sort of competitive stuff, it's a big no-no. Mm. And even stuff that's like relatively slow like flight simulator it's still i still felt a little bit of latency mm. in it it wasn't terrible you know what i mean but and then if i tried to download something all the image on the screen just went to just absolute pot it looks horrible yeah um so yeah yeah this is not surprising and i know was it amazon have their version of it as well which just seems to be i don't know i don't know if that's even that was called luma or something i don't know if that's even exists already it's you know, it's just yeah it's, i think people uh... should just give up it's you know it's a it's an imperfect solution for people who expect perfection to some degree. You know what I mean? Hmm. I I'm I'm not sure if I give up if I if I go to give up. I feel like it's I've still oh. stay. But... So that was an example. Then I I couldn't hear a word you said because you broke up because of some clear latency issue there. So okay, <laughs> we can't even have a conversation. You know. Sorry, do you want to say that again, Michael? Yeah, <laughs> I'm no keeping that in the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, well, I was just saying that I don't think it's necessarily a waste of project to keep going forward with it, but it does feel like it's still experimental. So mm. I look forward to seeing. Maybe give it five, ten years. We might just see, revisit that and see where we are in terms of technology i reckon once we get downloads to to acceptable like very high levels then we're going to have um less less of a latency i don't think it'll be eradicated it'll still be there but i yeah. reckon it'll still lead to more playable stuff but again you need to iron out a lot of kinks to make this work but um but yes I'm I, as a person who obviously enjoys physical media and owning physical oh, yeah. media as well. Yeah. That's the other side of it that I really don't like. You know, I mean, not having ownership. You know, I mean, a lot of these people did lose their games. Good, luckily enough, Google gave the money back because Google has so much money they can. Um, but you know, a smaller company was like, no, nope, you don't. You know, that's it. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. sure if like if Microsoft or whatever, or even especially Sony would just kill it. I imagine there's all these games on the Switch as well that are cloud based. When Nintendo moves platforms, I don't think your games are coming with you. And you know what I mean? Because um, mm. they're very notorious for doing that sort of stuff, so yeah, expect to lose if you've got if you've got Hitman Three on the Switch. Expect to and Control. Expect to lose them games. You know I mean? <laughs> expect them to be gone in a few years' time. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Um, we're gonna have a bit more music, and then we're gonna, actually no, one more bit of news I need to talk about. I need to talk about EA because EA are in my good and bad books right now. Um, yes. Obviously, in my good books because of Dead Space. Um, also in my good books, because um, some really cool information. I think I might have not actually saved it, but um, yeah, there's um, a game coming out called um, Wild. What was it called? Wild Hearts? Or was it? I can't remember the name, but it's, um, I've got it on the list here. I'm just scrolling down. Where is it? Wild something. It's Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts, yeah. Uh, why don't I know? So Wild Hearts um, is a game they're publishing, made by Techno Koei and um, not Team Ninja. It was a Megaforce, the guys um, responsible for Tokiden and obviously the um, Dicey Warriors games. Um, they're releasing a game um, in February, and um, they've confirmed no post game post launch. Loads of free post launch game stuff. It's for free. Um, no microtransactions, and it's going to be a crossplay game. So yeah, well done. I mean. I, 
well done here. Um, and you've got another single-player game that coming out in April, because that's been delayed slightly from March to April, the Star Wars Jedi Survivor game. That looks good, so well done. You support, you're supporting um, single-player games, slash single-player multiplayer games, um, and they all seem to be good. Um, it seems like you, you know, when you work at it and you don't scam people, Seems you can do well. Hopefully, people will support you when you're doing a good thing. You ain't know, doing a bad thing. But you're also in my bad books here because um, you cancelled a um, what what would maybe be a Titanfall sequel. Um, basically, <laughs> some single player content for Apex Legends called Titanfall Legends. Um, so this was the um, the single player element that they're going to add to Apex Legends, which was clearly obviously about Titanfall um, stuff because the name. So yeah. Um, no more Titanfall stuff. Unless this means, obviously, they're cancelling because they're making Titanfall 3, which I very much doubt. Um, so, yeah, sad times for us Titanfall fans again. Yeah. <laughs> when when will it ever end? I think I'll hear, like, next week, I'm like, yeah, we're turning off all the servers for Titanfall 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit down and cry. Is, is it serv- is the service for it? Or is it peer-to-peer? I can't remember. Regardless uh, of it. Um, I can't. I think it's server. I don't think it's peer-to-peer on yeah, Titanfall. Yeah, yeah but... Oh, as a as a massive Titanfall fan, as thinking that I personally think that's one of the greatest first person shooter competitive shooters of all time. My personal opinion, of course. I'm sure a lot of other people disagree, but Counter Strike, Call of Duty, this and that. Yeah. But yeah, that's a sad announcement, unfortunately, that we heard about. Um, I mean, we heard about there was they were going to make a Titanfall three, they cancelled it, and then they're probably making this and they cancelled this. So looks like I'll never get any more Titanfall content, and if I do, it might be in Apex Legends. You know, I mean, which is a game I'm not a fan of, so. Right, but yeah. So yeah, good, 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 good and bad, but bad book this month. Well, what I want to say quickly about Wild Hearts is that I don't trust them. You know, you know, you yeah, know, yeah. you know. We've we've been around this before. I feel like this is like is this like Marvel Avengers again? It's it's like oh yes, we're not gonna have any loot boxes. We're not gonna have any of this. It's like okay, why are we clapping? That's not that 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 should be yeah. normal. It should be normal. And then it comes out and you go oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And then you get all these all this weird monetization of it, of the grindy gameplay, the the same old stuff, the knockoff Marvel characters, the characters, the weird outfits in promotion with various different people in America, like Horizon and stuff like that for your <laughs> internet needs or whatever. There's some very strange decisions there to make up for the, the lack of cash, which has now been swept down, actually, funnily enough, alongside a bunch of other Square Enix uh, games anyway. But anyway, that's a, that's a totally different... Yeah. Uh, no, don't don't get me wrong, I, I will be sleeping with one eye open <laughs> in this regard, because <laughs> Wild Hearts, and you know, I love Monster Hunter games, and I mm. really liked Tokadin as well. Before Monster Hunter World came out, Tokadin was my favourite... Um, Tokadin, actually, is how we say it. Um, is was my favourite um, Monster Hunter clone game. It was my favourite, yeah. so this has potential to be... Um, the um one potentially one of the best um hunting games ever hopefully um not to put all my eggs in one basket um one thing that does um i guess give me a little bit of relief though is it's under ea's original banner which is the uh-huh. same banner for the um for the games that they made with what's his name the crazy guy who does the game <laughs> yeah yeah um so so the guy who did um a game a way out and yes Way out two, and it takes two. Yes, yes. Yeah. So hopefully EA will have little interference with that. Although it's kind of just going under Wilson's like, oh yeah, well we see, you know, Monster Hunter had great potential. This, that, and the other. So like, oh okay, this is just like, oh look at this, we can put our own yeah. EA Monster Hunter thing here for a bit of cheeky cash. So yeah. that might be. I also think potentially for. Monster Hunter's keeping it in check because Monster Hunter does have paid content, but all the, you know, I mean, the new monsters, the new uh, armor sets that actually, you know, in the art cosmetics. 
um, is all free content. So also, I think that's a bit of keeping keeping it in check so they can compete with each other. So you know, I mean, that's what happens when you make make it good for the customer and the customer responds by buying it. Um, it means the other companies have to follow that lead as well, even the terrible companies that do terrible things like EA. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all the news I think. Unless you've got any final things. Oh yeah, we we did mention obviously there's um Horizon um multiplayer game that's um. I got a bit of footage leaked online, didn't it, Michael? It certainly did, yes. Um, so we got a new game in development with more stylized characters there. Um, so let's have a look at this. Uh, apparently, the apparently the footage from a very old alpha build from 2020, um, which is meant to be the same uh, for Ben West Alpha, which was kind of circulating like last month. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently it's going to be doing a online co-op project for sort of like the Horizon Zero Dawn universe or the Horizon universe. So a couple of new casts of characters and stuff like that and just sort of have gamers playing together instead of being a single player experience. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on this, Elliot? As well, as I mentioned, I'm kind of getting a little bit horizoned out because we've got... Horizon 1, which apparently they're remaking as well on the PS5 for some reason. Horizon 2 came out not long ago. We've got that Horizon DLC coming out soon. We've got the Horizon... Um, Horizon, was it? Um, Forbidden West... Um, oh, no, Horizon Fall, Call of the Mountain. I can't get them straight. Horizon Call of the Mountain coming out in February. Um, this game. And then apparently there also there's also an MMO in the works and probably a TV show as well. And, like, it's a cool brand, but I don't think it's, like, a massive universe cool sort of going on hmm. uh, I, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm already all tuckered out with Horizon at this moment that's why I'm not getting that um, um, VR game initially I don't think so you know it's I, I don't think I need more um, what's your feelings on it um, I don't have much considering I'm not really into the Horizon sort of universe that much hmm. um, it's definitely it's interesting how they're sort of trying to go for different Trying to yeah. kind of appeal to different markets with the same IP there. It's a kind of interesting move. But I yeah, wonder... it's, it's got a little bit of um, sort of a unique art style as well, isn't it? It's not exactly the same as Horizon. It's a bit more cartoonish. No, isn't it? certainly, certainly cartoony. I've sort of reading some of the comments of articles just now, and uh, someone I think someone claimed that they wanted less Fortnite in their Horizon, something like that. So I don't, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's what they uh, what they're going for. That's where it's coming from. But uh, yes. That seems to be quite interesting. Awesome. Right, that's it for the news. We're going to have a bit um, bit more music. So this is Tears for Fears Mad World, which is obviously very famous for the um, it being in the Gears of War series and trailers and so on, because that was one of the games I was playing. So that's a bit of music, and we'll be talking about our games of the year. Mm. Woo. Right, so let's say uh, a bit more music, and we'll be back shortly. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> so if everybody knows, that's, yeah, that's uh, Mad World. Um, obviously from the... Um, Gears of War soundtrack, as I mentioned earlier, that was one of the games I was playing. Finally, going back to Gears of War after all these years, which has been interesting. But yeah, now we're, well, say we're going back that far. We're going to the past year to talk about our games we've been playing for the Game of Year dis- dis- um, discussion. Any disclaimers or anything you want to make, Michael, before we start? And going, oh, I didn't play that, don't shout at me or anything. 100%. So, right, we have two different lists here. Elliot has gone ahead and picked out 10 and three other games that he's also not played enough of that he also recommends for his game of the year list me on me on the other hand i have a definitive like three games that that, that that make my game of the year um but um yes out of the three games only one of them i haven't played so two of them i played one of them i didn't 
and then I've got about five or so recommendations or games I wanted to play last year, but I'll probably definitely have them on my radar and ones that look you know worth worthy of your time, uh, especially considering the high public and, and uh, critical reception that they've also received. So there you go. Please don't kill me. I just you know I, there's, <laughs> there's only so many games I can play a year, and also at the end of the day, everyone's got their little opinions on you know which game uh, deserves the game of the year title for 2022. So uh, take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, so I'm going to list off some of mine up to like the top three, and then me mm-hmm. and Michael will go back and forth to about the top one game, and then yeah. we'll do our recommendations, extra little things, and then we'll talk, announce our number one games of the year. So uh, I'm going to start off at number 10. So number 10 is Record of Lotus War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. <clears throat> this is a side-scrolling Metroidvania game set in the Record of Lotus War universe. Um, not probably not many people know what that is. God, that's an mm. old, old TV show. Mm. Um and yeah, the main thing about this is it plays much like a Castlevania game. Right. Um, but the big difference is you can change between two different forms, and that means it becomes a little bit more bullet hell where you take don't take damage in certain forms, you don't take damage in other forms, and you absorb attacks and stuff. So it becomes a bit bullet hell, and it's a bit Metroidvania. It's a nice, very interesting mashup that you don't typically see in games. Um, so that's why it's my number 10. And very nice pixel art as well. Very clean pixel art. So yeah, that was a nice surprise early in the year. And it got a physical release, which was really cool. So that was early in the year. Nice surprise. Um, number nine is a game actually played in January. I didn't announce it because I knew it was on my list. Is Ghostwire Tokyo. So mm. this is the game by Tango Gameworks, obviously who just released that new game, Hi-Fi. Yeah. Um, this is their... Um, this is their third game they've made. They made two Evil Within games and then they decided to make this. So this is an open world game, a bit Ubisoft-esque, um, about being in Tokyo and... Um, what, what are you laughing about? Sorry, just, just the, the, the Ubisoft-esque. It's like, don't, don't use that. Don't, don't, that like, that's in your game of year list, mate. Don't, don't make that comparison. <laughs> hey, sometimes you know, Ubisoft-type <laughs> formula open worlds um, work well. In this case, it did. Um, so it's, it's an open world um, game where you're trying to... Um, defeat ghosts and oni and demons and stuff and you have like different spells so instead of like doing shooting you're firing spells out of your fingers and your hand and stuff so you've got like a shotgun mm. blast wave blast and sort of all different stuff and a bow and arrow that's the only traditional weapon you really get as in a way um and the reason that's just so high up actually well it's in my top 10 is the world building in the game is brilliant the actual world itself i mean it feels like a lived in place um, obviously it's based off Tokyo but it feels like a real city and it's got the level of verticality you wouldn't expect and stuff and you can like just jump in a lift at the bottom and get to the floor to the top floor of a place and you can jump across the rooftops fly and there's just lots of really cool mechanics um, maybe a little disappointing sort of the enemy variety and so on and so forth um, but generally a, a lot a lot of fun um, I, was, I was quite happy with it and number 8 um, game as I say I'm a bit tired of now um, I put Horizon Forbidden West um, this was actually probably my most played game of 2022 according right. to PSM profiles I think it was um, yeah um, I finished this game plotting it generally more of the same Horizon that's probably why it's not up high I mean, it's, it's very much similar to the first Horizon game um, but this I mean, the, the foliage the density of the foliage the sort of visual design all really top notch I mean some of the best in class um, but yeah, and then a few new enemies. Um, the story's cool. It goes places. I like where the story goes. Um, but again, unfortunately, didn't didn't really um flip the script too much in terms of just being more of the same. So hence why not much higher. But at number eight, 
Number seven, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. So this is a re-release or re-version, shall I say, of a classic PS3 game from 2013. So this is a fighting game, um, 2D fighting. Well, it's 2D fighting game, but then there's some 3D dodging elements. And it's really cool. And that's mm. the thing about it. It's quite a unique game. So yeah. it's based on the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um, um, manga of the same name. Um, based on that, so it's characters from that. And you're fighting each other, and there's like must be 50 or so characters, and I think they've had a few more with DLC. And it's quite unique systems and mechanics. Um, like you have different forms and transformations with different characters, and some characters can do certain things that um because they're from a certain part of the thing. And it's just very, very, very bizarre. <laughs> Hence the name, Judge <laughs> of Bizarre Adventure. Um, mm. and it's a quite a unique fighting game. And it's, I'm glad it's back, and it's you know, it, it seems to be somewhat receiving well. There's a sort of low level fighting game sort of thing, so very happy with that um, that coming back, and very fun to play again. If you're looking for a, a weird and bizarre fighting game, it's, it's an easy recommendation. Mm. Um, number six, um, a game not many people um, liked. Yeah, I was probably I was way way I would say harsh less harsher on it, but I was you know, way more positive on it than people. Mm. Um, Callisto Protocol. Um, this is the um, the brand new game by um, the, a bunch of ex um, Dead Space people actually, especially Glenn Schofield. Um, and their sort of take on can they make a new Dead Space? Got to say up top, but this is I mean, visually <laughs> top notch. This is this is I think this is out of the malice here. This is probably the best game visually. Mm. Absolutely mm. no doubt about that yeah. at, at all. Um, I know it got a lot of complaints about. It. I mean, you're doing a lot of crawling through vents and stuff, and that's probably to hide loading screens on the older versions of the game, I imagine. But I quite enjoyed the combat. I know a lot of people didn't, but I liked the, quite the visceralness of the melee combat and then switching to guns and sort of the limited resources and guns and not tons of enemy varieties i think that was a complaint from a lot of people but i was fine with how the enemy was utilized um and i felt i felt there was a good challenge there and um yeah i might check out that dlc at some point when it gets released and stuff so yeah number six on my list number six and then we move on to number five which is bayonetta three um Finally, Bayonetta 3 came out this year after I think it was, was it 1,000, not 1,200, it was like, yeah, I think it's over 1,000 days of waiting since its announcement to release. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a, a, thing, a website called Is There Bayonetta, not a website, a Twitter, a th- um, a Twitter um, channel, well, not a Twitter channel, what they call them, Twitter account, Twitter account, them Twitter things um, called uh, Is There Bayonetta 3 News Yet? And it got to like 1,000 days, I think it was, or something ridiculous <laughs> okay. like that. Um, so yeah, hey, that came out and very cool. Um, so I mean, Bayonetta is one of the best character action games of all time. Um, this is what he follows in that same vein. A lot of people said they didn't like the story. I thought the story in it was really cool. I'll spoil what happens in it because it's still relatively new, but it did. You know, I, mean, I, I thought it was some cool twists and turns and the sort of the ending climactic fight and how that sort of um, came about and stuff. Really, really cool. Um, and yeah, I like being able to trans- you get to transform in all these different creatures, and all the weapons were really unique. You know, I mean, you, you outside of maybe a Ratchet and Clank game, you won't get as new unique weapons in any other game, really. So, um, you won't expect it else. Yeah, you had you had a you had a chainsaw um, sword that transformed into a train that you could ride. That was also a motorcycle. So you know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can't, get, can't get more bizarre and wacky than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number four. This is. A new game, kind of. This is Pocket and Rocky Reshrined. So this is um, based off the classic Pocket and Rocky SNES games. Um, games that actually for the SNES are really not in top top in class um, for visual design and stuff. You know, you very limited sort of color palette and all that stuff being two mm. D games, mm. but really amazing visual showcases for the 
um, for the um, SNES at the time. But this is a sort of a reversion of the game. So it contains the first few levels of similar to the first few levels of the game, but then ghost places and stuff. So this is a top down call it a top-down shooter maybe for the snes so there's a top-down game where you move about and you can shoot in certain directions and stuff it's just generally it was it was like four hours of the game i think and i had fun playing every second of it and these are the guys also made the ninja warriors um remaster game as well so they're doing all these old cool games um and rebringing them to life and yeah it, i was really surprised that and again very clean pixel art this is on really up up there for some of the best pixel art i've ever seen so yeah that's my um that's my list up to number four and we'll get into the top three in a second but michael do you want to tell us some of your honorable mentions and stuff or recommendations for people that you didn't play so go through my recommendations of games that i wanted to play so i'll start off with the the sort of the lowest one in my list of games that i would would quite like to play or recommendations um there's a game called neon white which came out which had Mm. a lot of very good critical reception as well as a lot of good user reception as well um quite an interesting first person shooter it's sort of it's sort of going for a speed run fps sort of vibe so instead of you know just just shooting all the enemies it's all it's it's a case of Okay, how how quick can you get through this level, defeat all the defeat all the demons, and clear to to get to the next one? Um, you know, sort of go, going for like the traditional sort of shotgun rifle bazooka thing, but then also giving you the option of okay, but do you want to give up the pistol for a double jump? Do you want to give up the shotgun to do visibility? Do you want to give up the sniper rifle to say use a grapple ability instead of instead of those weapons to then get around the map as quick as you can, limit the de- demons as quick as you can then get through to the next slow level i just think it's a very interesting concept and it seems to be uh quite an interesting uh looking game with some very high review scores so it might be one worth picking up and it might be one i keep my on as well so yeah. um, I, I would i would say that um just so you aware, the visual novel stuff in it is yes it's quite awful um yes i've heard some bits about that i, I want well. i would like to see a live stream and seeing how much of that visual novel stuff you could take myself personally mike well i would love to see that <laughs> you, you see my reaction to what valkyria chronicles yeah yeah four or something like that yeah is it on, i bet it's on that sort of similar vein isn't it worse yeah God, it's worse it's worse I, I can sit through valkyria chronicles okay you know Okay. I don't think I could sit through any NY. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess that's uh, one thing I got to trade for the gameplay is just the yeah the anime uh, visual novel side of things. Which yeah, I've heard about that too. Uh, some of you is like yeah, I can sort of bear through it. Others are like like yourself, like not a big fan of it. So eh, I have to I have to, I have to see about that one. Um, uh, unless you want me to, unless you want to do yours, you want me to continue up my list. Um, yeah, keep continue up your list. Yeah, next one if you want. Okay, so next one is from your game. Your uh, it was one that we might be hearing from later, but uh, we got uh, Shredder's Revenge, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, side-scrolling beat 'em up campaign. Um, it looks like a very good one. Looks like a look a good sort of co-op experience for you and your mates to sort of go for a classic yeah. side-scrolling beat 'em up with with a nice up to six players, us. I think, as well. So, yeah. yeah yeah so it looks like it looks like good fun really to be had it's got a very nice art style it looks to be very kind of well designed mechanically and just sort of hits all the ticks all the boxes for what you'd expect from teenage mutant ninja teenage mutant ninja turtles um, say that five times fast <laughs> yeah no i can't i really can't so uh i'll leave it at that so that one looks like quite a good one uh number three for me is a game which is more or less it's like it's a someone really designed me a game it is a first person shooter it is swimming in metal music and it has like a boomer boomer shooter sort of 
gameplay mechanic with a twist of if they if they shoot things in time to the beat, um, and you have know, in time to the beat and all that for extra damage and extra points and all that sort of good stuff. This is of course Metal Hellsinger, um, a game available for a pretty competitive price. I think it's somewhere. I think it's not a lot more than £25, I think, yeah. on Steam. It's usually on sale, actually, quite a lot. So if you want, I'll definitely get a pick-up at some point uh, in the future. Put but a little bit of time in the Game Pass, and what I played was great, but not enough to make a judgment myself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, as I played, so I played the demo, and I wasn't that I wasn't that huge on it, but I'd be up for giving you a bit more of a go, considering the response has been overwhelmingly positive according to the Steam reviews and uh, a lot of games spot stuff as well as the Metacritic stuff as well has been quite positive um i'll going up the list one more time so my second most recommended game is nobody saves the world it's uh it's mm. an indie game which has a very cool kind of sort of progression system where you can choose to change the change of the form that your character has in order for new abilities and different uh different sort of characteristics of that character so for example you can play as a rat you can play as a magician bodybuilder ranger slug knight horse like all, all, all these different yeah. things to give you different uh powers and abilities and you unlock other forms by progressing your character in say being a slug if you'd be a slug to level three slug you can unlock a rat and then you do that to level three then you get uh, other other different animals and things you can turn into to overcome certain challenges and obstacles and it kind of also your play style it looks very cool it looks very cool and um yeah this um, this game um, was going to go in my games that I didn't play enough of, um, but I only chose three. This was on the list originally. Mm. Um, I, I agree. And it's made by Drinkbox Studios, the guy that made Guacamelee, mm. um, another game I really do like. So I'm, I want to play more. I even bought the DLC as it came out because I got it on a good software. I was like, I know I'm not playing enough of the game, but I'm buying the DLC because that is a studio I really want to support and keep going. But yeah, moving on. So, moving on, the very last recommendation or game that I wanted to play this year is Total War Warhammer 3, which is firstly, Total War is a strategy series that I've always kind of wanted to at least give it a try and get into, and this one is said to be quite friendly to new players, it kind of has a very expansive tutorial section which gets you up up to grips with all the mechanics that you need to understand, as well as having just having the most... Uh, content that a Total War Warhammer game has given us so far and I know uh, my younger sister's uh, husband has put in a lot of time into this game and he absolutely adores it and and on that scale because he loves strategy games and I love strategy games it's it's, it's come back to me going yes this looks this looks like something I'd like to put some time into so that's the top recommendation for a good strategy game that came out last year and uh, my last recommendation because I have three games, two of which I've played this year, one of which I haven't, but I have to put my game of the year list because, to be honest, it it it's just it has to be there. It's um it's it's very much a an objective decision rather than hang on yeah more of an objective decision rather than a subjective decision, but it has to be there. To be honest, yeah. No, thank you for that list of recommendations. Um, especially as not being a sort of strategy RPG fan, I'm glad you mentioned Warhammer Three because I was like, oh yes, that game did come out this year. Um, and I think it doesn't it like add new classes to the second and first game as well, so they all combined into one mega game, like the Hitman games as well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's so. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Very cool. I'm going to put up my list of um, games I I didn't play enough of. I put I, basically this is my recommendations as well, but I didn't play enough of them to justify putting them on the list somewhere. Um, 
at the numbers. I won't say I'm not even going to number these really, but the first one is Dying Light Two. Um, so yeah, Dying Light Two. Um, it came out in January, I think, last year. So about a year ago, and I think it was a bit buggy at the start, and um, and then other games came out. So I completely forgot about it, which is I'm glad I didn't do that with Dead Space this month. <laughs> <laughs> and it just I just completely forgot about it. So I need to go back to that game, which is something I will do this year. And um, so that's why it's on this list. Um, also on this list is Sifu. So Sifu is the mm. sort of third-person roguelite um, beat-em-up game with really, I want to say difficult combat, but really intense combat. Yeah. Um, and I, I played, I must have got like to the second level and I think I lost and died. And then I just dropped it again. You know I mean, just sometimes this happens. I play a game and then something else comes out, grabs my eye. I also mm. got, the, I got, I also waited at a time when the physical release came out. I think when the digital release came out, there was less happening at that time. So if I'd have got just digital, I might have put it on this list, but I waited for the physical because that's how I am. And then finally, um, you know, I mean, people were quite disappointed, unfortunately. I didn't play much Elden Ring. Got it. Played about three, four hours. Great stuff. Really great stuff, actually. Um, but I can't put it on the list, so sorry, everyone. So that's my, uh, on my list at least. So that's that's where I'm at. So that's um, that's my um, games I didn't play enough of list <laughs> that, that are not in the game of year. So sorry, people. Elden Ring Elden Ring's not going to be my number one, unfortunately. Michael, should we start with your number three? Tells your number three on your games of the, um, game of year recommendations. Okay, so number three on my game of the year recommendations. It is a game which has a certain can only appeal to a certain audience, and I'll describe the audience for you now. Um, do you have a cat? No. Okay. Do you like cats? Yes. Cool. This is one that I can absolutely recommend for you without a doubt. It is, of course, Stray. It is a game where essentially press B to meow is 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 all is all is all you need to know. Um, you play as a cat in a weird like robot um, city, like kind of kind of like what like a post-apocalyptic humans have gone, but these are like what remains of human society. Uh, a bunch of robots in like living in very human like human like cities and stuff like that, and all these different districts. But that doesn't matter. I don't care about that, to be honest. The, the, the thing that I care about, and the only reason why I'm recommending it, is because you get to play as an adorable little cat. You do cat things, like you knock things off, you ruin people's furniture, you meow, you scamper around like a little cat, you do all the sort of platforming, um, exploring cities in a vertical fashion, as well as, you know, um, going on the ground floors. So, yes, it's, my, it's, it's on my game of the year because I've played it, and I enjoyed my time of it, but at the same time, I can't say that it's a, it's a it's like a really good game, but it's a very good game or experience for people who really like cats, like myself. That's why it's there. Ah, brilliant! I saw a lot of videos going out um, when it came out of people put, putting the cat on the screen and then their cats reacting. So. Oh yeah, yeah. The the the, the animations are superb. They're, they're so spot on and lifelike to to, to how you'd imagine a cat would interact with the environment and you know walk around and stuff like that. It's very cute. Brilliant. Right, gonna go move on to my number three game now. So my number three game, game I played recently. Um, it's Crisis Core Reunion. So this is the re- remake version, remade version of the 2007, I think, piece. 2007? Yeah, God, wow, yeah, because I was celebrating 10 years of Final Fantasy VII. So this is the 2007 uh, remake of the 2007 PSP game, Crisis Core uh, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Yeah, this is, it's not even a re, it's like the most you can get away with a remake without it being a brand new game, to be fair. You know, and they redid everything from the ground up, you know, and the visuals that, 
visual now more in line with the Final Fantasy VII Remake game um, that came out in 2020. Um, the combat completely redone. It's not stiff or janky anymore because it's not stuck on the PSP. I mean, you've got a second analog control. You're doing combos and all sorts. And they balanced it according to that, which is probably a really difficult thing to do as well, having to rebalance stuff according to that. Um, so got all the cheesy dialogue from the Final Fantasy VII game. You know I mean, you... Still, I still cringe every time. It's like me gone gaga and all that stuff. <laughs> um, very silly, but at the same time, I don't think you could remove that because some of that stuff is, um, as a Final Fantasy VII fan, is is iconic. You know, what I mean? you couldn't you couldn't change it, unfortunately. So yeah, um, that was my that's my number three slot. And um, as a Final Fantasy VII fan, if you've not played it by now, um, go play it. It's it's a classic game. So yeah, Michael, back to your number two. What what have you got for number two here? So on number two, I have the a game that I always seem to make my list just because I know of the massive cult following it has. Massive, not even cult anymore. Just a massive gaming following that it has. The impact it has in the industry. I mean, it's of course it's Elden Ring, isn't it? It's a very easy recommendation for those who love a good challenge, who love Dark Souls, who love um, basically just getting crushed by bosses and then overcoming that challenge and getting that thrill of like that massive dopamine rush of talking me up on top it also does lots of new things for the dark souls universe it takes it into the open world for the first time which a few people were quite worried about um but it does that to a t and it's still yeah it still refines and improves in the formula already works and as a result it's won the game of the year award this year um and it's yeah it's very high in most people's lists so i cannot not have it in my list as a second <laughs> game of the year even though i haven't played it i'm not really into those sort of games but it's here as yeah i need to put it here because it, i just i can't not give it a nod and go yeah this is a very good game probably most likely they will be every time if you're into that sort of thing yeah no i agree Mark. again it's in my shame pile it will get seen and played at some point but just not right now, and probably not right in February either, because there's lots of stuff happening in February. Same with March as well, lots of games. I might try and play it for my birthday. It might, it might be my birthday treat to play Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, let's move on to my number two. So my number two, Michael almost spoiled <laughs> earlier. Um, <laughs> this is um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Certainly Excellent. didn't think this game would be number two on my list. Um, <laughs> same with number one, we'll get to number one as well. So this is the... Um, this is the um, sort of ode to classic um, Konami um, arcade games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and the original um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, all vamped up for a modern age, um, brand new game. So it's not, not it takes it not, it takes influence from them great games, but it brings itself a brand new thing, and it's all right, absolutely fabulous. It's probably one of the best in class from beat 'em ups. Um, I mean, you've got your You've got your um, Streets of Rage 4 and all that, which are really cool as well, but I think this trumps them all, and it's got a lot of character and a lot of pizzazz. I'm not saying, not a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. I never really watched it as a kid, but um, this this is, I imagine if you were a fan of that, this is this is the, the perfect game. And not to be overstated as well, like the soundtrack is absolutely outstanding. I think I played it a few months ago. I should have played it for this show as well. Um, absolutely outstanding. And... Um, Again, I think it's like fifteen quid game as well. So now it's it's absolutely dirt cheap, mm. and it's something you can play. I, I didn't play. I think I played a little bit of with, with one friend, but it's something you can play up to six people on the couch. You know, it's a good evening, good afternoon of like four hours playing together, and um, easy, t- massive, massive amounts of fun to be had for that. So that's my number two, um, Michael. Mm. Number one, what's what's the best game you've played this year? Then, well. 
Um, probably not gonna be happy with this one, but it's one. It's so this game to give it a little little run up. This is a game which I think who would up far too many game of the year awards this year, but fair enough. Um, this is of course God of War Ragnarok. It's 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 up here because. I can't really fault it that much, apart from the complaints I've already mentioned, things like I think it's a bit bloated, I also feel like the choice of voice actors was strange for some of the casting, and that, what's the other complaint I had? Oh yeah, also, please, 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 either patch this in, or make a note of this for future games, please take out the, the, the hints at like 10 seconds of your puzzle, it's very irritating, and that's it. If, 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 if there's any complaints I can have about a game, and everything else is spot on, you know, it has to be here. God of War Ragnarok is 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 a very good game. It's a very easy recommendation for a lot of different gamers to really get their teeth into and enjoy. People like a good challenge. I will say that the end boss battles are fantastic. The post the post game ones are also very good to really scratch that sort of challenge itch. The story is very good. The writing is very good. It all continues very seamlessly from the God of War remake we had in two thousand eighteen um it's it's very well done the graphics are very nice it's very well it's polished to a t it looks gorgeous on page 5 it's it's a very easy recommendation for me and that's why it just takes that top spot it's it's a it's a very good game very good game nice fortunately not played it um not mainly because i don't have that much interest i played the original but yeah i agree it seems to be really people have really taken to that game uh, even more than the first one it's already sold 11 million copies in what four months mm. which is mm. absolutely insane um i'm glad a lot of people are enjoying it and um i mean hopefully they'll make another one or another spin-off or something i, I know how it ends so um yeah it'd be really really cool to see what comes for, comes next after that team mm-hmm. but let's move on to my number one um Quite an interesting choice. Um, a game that's unfortunately has some of the worst microtransactions ever in a video game, maybe. Um, well, probably not, those FIFA games exist. <laughs> um, yeah, this is Gran Turismo 7. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Gran Turismo 7. Um, game came out, was it March, April last year? Uh, May, I think, maybe. Um, a game all about driving. I mean, it's about the art of driving, enjoying driving. Um and what it does spectacular is driving. <laughs> it's it also does everything else great as well. You know, it's it's actually got a little bit of a narrative running through it for mm. a driving game. It's a well, it's it's all about you sitting down at a cafe and exploring car culture and understanding cars. And just the presentation of it is um decadent. I'd say you know it's it takes its time and it explores. You know, each it'll explore even like the some of the worst cars ever made, but they have history and culture to them. And I didn't expect that from Gran Turismo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. This sort of yeah. love love letter to the car, <laughs> as it would be, um, and, and vehicles. It's biz- absolutely bizarre. And on top of that, it's one of the best racing games ever, driving games ever made. I don't call it a racing game. Um, racing games are like stuff like Fours. I call it a driving game. Um, mm. because it is about the art of driving and just playing it is it's it's a game you can sit there with a hot chocolate and you know, I mean, get immersed in um, in a, a very bizarre way that seems to work you, know, you, you can spend 20 minutes just adjusting all your little fine details in your car so you it's like I, I, I want to build a, a car that drifts around corners so I got the um, Toyota A86 which is an infamous drifting car <laughs> and I modified it nice. and I give it I give it these um nice. I give it some very soft back wheels so it spin out a bit more on the back end of, and it's just I got absorbed in this culture which I'm not I'm not a car person 
I am straight up not a car person mm. um, at all, but it absolutely absorbed me. And to be fair, I think Grand, it started with Gran Turismo 5. I had a little bit of that. I was like, oh, wow, this is... I mean, I'm not that person. And then I got a little bit with sport, but I think like this one really got me. And I think the only downside is I didn't play as much as I'd like of it. But with the VR version coming out, I imagine that might change. <laughs> that might change. <laughs> um, but yeah, it got my number one spot. Um, yeah, absolutely. Any questions, Michael? Because I know it's a very bizarre one, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very very interesting one, considering it, it, out of all the Gran Turismo games, this was the one most flack from um from the community a, a lot of racing enthusiasts were very disappointed with the um with, with this uh with this situation probably just because of the severe, severity of the microsoft's actions yeah but that's that that's what you know, honestly that's probably what all it is because everything else is perfect which is so annoying <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's yeah it's really not. Um, it's really sad in a way because everything else is perfect, and you can, to some degree, ignore the microtransactions. But you have, I have to. Do, I mean, I can't sit here and not admit that that they exist and they exist to make you pay, pay more money <laughs> into the game. Mm, mm. So yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. It's 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 your list, and I haven't played the game either, so I'll social your judgment. And uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds very good. It sounds uh, like a mm. like a very good catch you got there. Um, it's very good one indeed well you have a PS5 now don't you so if you do find it cheap I do recommend just giving it a go but you, you might find something you like there so, mm. Yeah. Mm. but let's move on now um, that's the games from um, last year now we're going to talk about the games for February 2023 which is almost as good as a list for, as an entire list of a year isn't it in February wow <laughs> Should we go on to that, Michael? Do you want to kick us off with what's the first game coming out in February? Sure. So the first game coming out in February, for February the 1st, was Football Manager 2023 for PlayStation 5. A very much a... It kind of clues in the name. It yeah. is very much a football management game, funny enough, from Football Manager yeah. 2023. It's the first time it's been out in a console for like a long time as well. So it's probably... If you're a Football Manager fan, I'm probably, I imagine you'd be a little excited to some degree. Yeah, it's quite interesting when it's not. It's it's. I think it's mostly been in the PC space, so it's yeah. quite interesting to see it come to the console platform. That same day, we also have a game called Rhythm Sprouts coming to the PC, P, uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, which appears to be a rhythm action game. Um, right there for you. Uh, on the second, uh, we had a few games here. We have Chef Life, a restaurant simulator, which is an interesting simulation game about, I assume, being a chef, judging by the title, for the PC Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, as well as uh, Deliver Us Mars, an adventure category game for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and another interesting game called Fashion Police Squad. Uh, you might want to check this one out, actually. I just forgot about this. This is a, um, a modification of um, a, Doom, a Doom, Doom Engine game. Huh. Where you play as the fashion police, and instead of shooting people, you you write them up for fashion crimes and shoot them <laughs> with fashion guns. And they, yeah, check this one out later. Once after the show's finished, have a look at this. This might be this has been out on PC for a while, I think. And I forgot now it's out on consoles. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, it's a it's been out on PC for a while. It's now coming to your Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. And yes, it's a very interesting looking first person shooter. Uh, I've seen a few different things there, but I would certainly give it more of an enhanced look up. Maybe have a look at some uh, gameplay footage, uh, reviews, and things like that. Um, that same day, we had Life is Strange 2 coming to the Nintendo Switch as well, as well as two games from the Puzzle Bobble series uh, Puzzle Bobble 2 and Puzzle Bobble 3 for PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox Series 
Xbox One consoles. Um, basically a puzzle uh, game there from City Connections. On the 3rd of Feb, we had a game called uh, Hell Viti for PC, Twitch, and PS4. A side-scrolling action roguelike game from Team Quaqua. Interesting. And we have uh, Joe Wonder and the Enigmatic uh, Adventurers, a puzzle, a, a puzzle adventure platforming game for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Uh, that same day, we have Raiden 4X Mikado Remix, a shoot 'em up game coming for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Then, uh, coming out in only four days' time, we have Mercenaries Lament Silver Wolf and the Seven Stars of the Maiden, a very catchy title, but nonetheless coming to Nintendo Switch, a strategy uh, RPG there. And then the next day after that, we have a big title for this month. We have Hogwarts Legacy, which will be arriving on the 10th of, of February to the PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. An action RPG from the from uh, Avalanche Software and Warner Brothers Interactive. Something that I know a few of my friends have already pre-ordered because they're quite oh. big High Plaza fans. But yeah, uh, we both highlighted this one. I have a feeling this will be... Yeah. Definitely be one to look at. Probably one of the big releases. I'm curious to see how this uh, how this ends up. Uh, but I want to know also what are your thoughts on this Elliot too. Yeah, um, this is actually one of the only big games I didn't order because I'm not a Harry Potter fan. But yeah, it's, I just wanted to talk about it because it is it's going to be probably one of the biggest games of the month. It's it's on like one of the most pre-ordered games of all time on Steam, I think, right now. That sounds so about right. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly going to um, do well. Um, do well financially, whether it's critical reception or commercial reception. Um, people reception is going to be any good i i wonder um yeah i seen like two seconds of gameplay of it the other day i got leaked and it seemed like a video game <laughs> that's all i could say i was like yeah it seems all right um but if you're a fan of harry potter i guess this is going to be right up your alley but yeah as, as not being one i I want to see how it goes and this might be my in for harry potter to be fair because if 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 it wasn't for february and this was the only game coming out i would have picked this up to try it out but um unless i hear outstanding things from it it's going to wait and maybe come summertime and like it's a bit dry in summer I'm like oh that Harry Potter game came out didn't I? I'll, I'll go check that out now um, what about yourself Michael are you picking this up I wouldn't say I'd be picking it up necessarily but it's one I'd be keeping an eye on because I'm quite curious to see just all the hype all the excitement and everything else I kind of want to see how this one lands with the community I don't have any particular high hopes for it particularly I, I, I'm keeping a cautious distance We I've seen this time and time before but it's still one that I think it has so much, um, so much, what's so much profile, and something that people've been after for quite some time from the Hogwarts universe. So definitely want to be keeping an eye on. Uh, may get a purchase if it's uh, if the reviews are positive enough and looks, you know, it looks unique enough to catch my interest. Certainly. Mm. But yes, if we are to move right along, we have a fair few games on the 14th, that seems amazing. So, happy Valentine's Day, I guess. You have a game called uh, Blanc, which is for the PC and Nintendo Switch, an adventure game by Gearbox. You have a game called Journey to the Savage Planet for PS5 and Xbox Series X, a, a first-person shooter from 5 of 5 games. You have Labyrinth of Galeria, Galeria, the Moon Society, um, for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, an action RPG game right there. You also have Souls of Kronos that same day, a role-playing game for PC, PS5, next, and uh, Nintendo Switch. You have Spy, Spy Bros, Pippi, and BB's DX. That looks suspicious. 
No, don't worry. I did not put a, a fake game in for you this month, Michael. That is a real game as far as I am aware. I, che- <laughs> I checked this list before we started the oh, show. Oh, did you? Oh, wow. Damn I really, I really, tri- I did. Wow, I really caught you up there. Yeah, you wow. did. So, actually, no, it is a game. Legit a game. Just just, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Google it. So, yeah, Valentine's Day, you got Spy Bros, Pippi, and BB's DX, which is for PC and Nintendo Switch and a platformer game right there. And lastly, on Valentine's Day, you have Wanted Dead, an action hack and slash for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. And you have mentioned you would like to talk about this, so I'll yeah, hand I've over ha- to I've you. Yeah, I've highlighted this. So this is, a, hmm. this is a, quite an interesting game if you get a chance to take some visual footage of it. Um, so it's a, it's a, I would say a love letter, but it's very much inspired by the sixth generation of um, games. Um, so like, I mean, your early Xbox 360 games and PS3 games. It's this very cheesy very janky action shooters hack and slash game with really cheap um, really you know what I mean still dialogue and stuff and I just thought it was somewhat to note because they they actually said in the marketing game yeah we wanted to make it like a terrible sixth generation game I was like we don't get the many more you know what I mean last time we got one of them is actually in the sixth generation so the fact we get one of them games and that's a bit nostalgic for people to a, to a degree it, I just thought it was a very interesting um sort of I want to say content but very interesting that that's the sort of nostalgia we're drawing to now um mm. so again if it wasn't a busy busy month I'd, I'd probably pick this up so I'm going to pick this up at some point because I reckon it'll be very cheap very quickly this game because it's um not a lot of people I don't think a lot of people will get what they're going for to the degree but myself I was like okay right, I see this and this is this is made for people like myself I think who like you know I mean, games like bullet witch as an example or right um Oh God! What's what's other names? Earth Defense Force. I mean, very. Oh, I very, see. Very sort of yeah, cheesy, weird <laughs> games and yeah, right. Very bizarre, isn't it? It's a bit yeah, but I mean, you do you, man. That that's uh, that's. Yeah. No, I I I have, I have fondness for that sort of area of games. You to do, some yeah. Degree. Yeah. Um, I'm not nostalgic, <laughs> probably because otherwise it'll make me sound really old. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that nostalgic for that era, but it's um, certainly something we don't see that much. So I was like, well, I might check that out. But yeah, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So on the 15th, we have Returnal coming to the PC Ooh. in their PC port. Um, Good luck to them. I hope it. I hope, I hope the port goes well because um, it's quite a highly regarded game for the PS5. So we're looking forward to seeing how that performs on the PC platform. On the 16th, we have uh, Theatre Rhythm Final Bar Line for Switch and PS4, a rhythm game by Square Enix. Notice you've also wanted a thing or two to say yeah. about this one too. So I've highlighted this one as well because um, the demo's out for this game actually, um, and you get to play 30 songs in the demo. So this is um, this is a rhythm music game in the Final Fantasy universe. So you're playing all these sort of uh... Final Fantasy songs, and it's they've made several versions of this game over the year. I think like 3DS. There's a arcade machine version of it. You might have seen it at the when we went to the arcade club, Michael, the Theatre Rhythm Final Fantasy game. Ah. It's not a super complicated th- um, rhythm music game, but the thing is, it collects all these Final Fantasy music. I think the final version of the game pre DLC is like 360 songs. Which is an insane amount, and that's all across the Final Fantasy universe. You know, Final Fantasy one to fifteen, and then all the spin-offs as well. So there's tracks mm. there for everyone, and it's got a bit of RPG leveling with some characters as well as doing the rhythm music stuff. So oh, right, uh, okay. as, as a fan of Final Fantasy music, I was like, yeah, I think this is an easy buy for me. So that's on my list of one of the ones I'm going to buy this month. Okay, fair enough. Straight, straight purchase for me right there. I see. Very good. Uh, 
Right, let me go back to my list. So on the 17th, we have Rooftop Renegades coming for the PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox, uh, Xbox One platforms. An action platformer game right there. Um, we have The Settlers New Ally, Allies, a strategy game from Ubisoft, interesting enough, for the PC. We also have Tales of Symphonia Remastered for, PS, uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch. An action RPG right there. And we also have, on that same day, we have Wild Hearts, as discussed before, for the PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Yeah. Would you like to say anything about this one, or do you want me to move yeah, on? Yeah, we had talked about it earlier, didn't we? Obviously, um, mm. lots of positive stuff about that. The fact it's not having any microtransactions, tons of free post-launch content, and it's made by a relatively competent team who've made sort of what I'd say one of my favourite Monster Hunter games of all time. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one, and it's cross-play mm. as well, so if I can get the people I know, like Monster Hunter, who mainly play on PC now, to play with me, brilliant. I'm going to be very happy about that. And it's also got some weird, I would say, Fortnite mechanics in it as well. You get, you can build blocks in front of you to make shields or make jump pads. So some weird, almost Fortnite-esque stuff. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right. Very good, very good. Um, and then a matter of days later, so on the 21st of February, we have uh, Atomic Hearts, which will be released for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X games. From Focus Entertainment, we have a studio called Munfish, and this is a quite highly sort of anticipated game for this mm. month. Kind of goes on par with the Harry Potter game that we just uh, previously mentioned. Um, a very pretty looking game, and very much giving off me a vibe of, um, of I suppose Bioshock meets. Yeah. Uh, 1950s communist Russia. It's it's kind of it's got a very weird tone to which I quite, I quite it's got like that immersive sim element that the Bioshock mm. system shock games have mm. done. But it's also then got an open world as well. So uh, maybe a bit of Ubisoft formula in there. Whether that's good or not, we'll see. But again, I'm not going to judge it too much because it does seem quite unique. You know, and it does seem really unique. Also, on the 21st, we have a game I'm also very excited for, don't we? Do we? Yes. Uh, yeah. a, game, a game called uh, Like a Dragon Ishin uh, for. Uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, an action adventure game from Sega. Why does this take your fancy this month, Elliot? Because this is the new name for the Yakuza series now, Like yeah. a Dragon. So this okay. is the this is a remake of the um, Yakuza Ishin game that originally was, came out only in Japan on the PS4 in like 2013, 2014. So it's getting a remake in the Dr- Dragon Engine and coming to the West finally. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a few bits of elements from Yakuza 7 onwards as well. So there's like side quests and characters from that that are in it as well. And this is, yeah, this is set in like feudal Japan, but all the characters are played by the characters from the Yakuza series. Okay. But they actually don't have the names of the characters from Yakuza series, but they're voiced right. and they've got the same face models as them. Oh, okay. It's really cool. So like they're based on historical figures, but the historical figures have the faces of the main Yakuza cast <laughs> and the voice. So that's okay. really cool. Yeah, um, and they're looking forward to that because, yeah, a new Yakuza game and it's um, somewhat different. It's, it's got samurais in it and stuff rather than um, than crime lords and stuff. So, yeah, very excited for that one and should be a good spin-off. Mm. That sounds like a cool spin-off, actually. Um, very cool. Uh, so, the next day, the 22nd, we have Digimon World Next Order. Not New Order, Next Order. For PC and Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, an RPG game fair from Bandai Namco Entertainment. We also have a DLC dropping for the Horizon Zero. I want to say Horizon... Yeah, what's it called now? There's the sequel to Zero Dawn. 
Forbidden West, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The the new uh, DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, which is Call of the Mountain uh, for PS5. Essentially, you're going to Hollywood, but a dinosaur-infested Hollywood, a robot dinosaur-infested Hollywood, which I see has picked your fancy again there, Elliot, for uh, something you want to discuss us about this month. So, yeah, Horizon Call of the Mountain is the... Um, that's No, that's the um, that's the DLC. The Call of the Mountain is the VR game. Whoops. Let's Oopsies. find out. <laughs> This is what I was talking about earlier. It's it's confusing how much Horizon stuff's uh, coming out. Damn. You know what I mean, it's yeah, it works. Do you know what I mean? It's a clear example of it. Yeah, gotcha. it's the VR game because the PSVR two comes out also on the February twenty second. That's more just me tagging the PSVR two that sort. Of, but yeah, the big new launch game is the Horizon Call of the Mountain where you mm. can do lots of bow stuff in first person shoot, first person and climbing up walls. I imagine. Um, not too interested in the actual game, but the PSVR two is something I'm probably going to pick up. Early March, if it can come to retails, um, so because right now we can only get it through PS Direct, and I don't want to get it through them, um, directly because mm-hmm. they're. You know, I mean, you see, I was looking at shipping stuff, and yeah, just very, very bizarre how it's all being dealt with, uh, and then also, yeah, one of the games is um that's new for the VI is Kazuna AI Touch Beat, Touch the Beat. So just so you don't have to read that out, don't worry, Michael. Thank <laughs> you. No. No, I, I, for a second, I thought, no, this is a fake game again, but it isn't. It's it's got it's got a link. It's a real there. game, yeah. So, so it's, it's a real game, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, hang on. Redemption Reapers is that. No, Redemption like? Reapers is also yes, a game coming it, to the. They're PC. all real games. I, I'm not tricking <laughs> the, you. The Switch and PS4. The next time I trick you, you'll never know, Michael. Don't oh, worry. okay. Nice, nice. Real nice. That, that's <laughs> not for boarding. Um, and that'll be coming for uh, Switch. Uh, PC and PS4. It's just a RPG game right there. Uh, next day on the 23rd of Feb, we have Blood Bowl 3, a, a, an interesting looking sports game there, apparently, for the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. That day, we also have uh, Company of Heroes 3, Ooh. a real time strategy game for the PC platform coming out. Now, I've expressed interest in this because I've played. A lot of Company of Heroes. I've played Company of Heroes as well as the Company of Heroes DLC for the first game. And I've played a bit of the second one. I must admit I've stopped, but I really should. Have I uninstalled it, in fact? Or have I actually still got it in my list somewhere? <laughs> Company of Heroes. No, I haven't uninstalled it. I just haven't gone back to it. But I have played a decent chunk of like seven, seven and a bit hours. It's a, it's a very good... Um, it's a very good real-time strategy game with a with a really cool uh, you know, World War Two skin. I know World War Two is quite overdone and oversaturated, but this one's got a cool a few new features to it. So, in terms of accessibility and how you want to play the game, you have an option to pause time and then figure things out and then decide where you want troops to go. So you can command all troops at once when your time is paused to go do something. Uh, either if you want to. <clears throat> give yourself less of a challenge or just try playing the game a different way or if you don't want to do that at all and just experience real time for the sake of real time then you can always I guess ignore that option and go back to this real time uh, real time sort of controlling troops and uh, units and stuff like that um, but yeah it looks it looks pretty cool looks like they've, they've added a few new features here and there so I'm quite keen to see um, how that goes and maybe even pick myself up a copy if I feel like it is worth my money but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're a fan of real strategy, strategy games because I have like almost no opinion on this at all so <laughs> thank you for that Michael it's alright <laughs> <coughs> ah. so uh, on that same day we have a game called Grim Guardians Demon Purge for yeah. PC Switch PS4 PS5 
Xbox One, Xbox Series X, an action game by Inti Creates. One which you're particularly looking forward to, I can see. Yeah, so Inti Creates, um, obviously famous for making the um, lots of really cool 2D pixel art games, such as Blaster Master, Castlevania mm. Circle of the Moon, um, ah, okay. and and all all that jazz. Uh, all their 2D games are really good. Um, this this is um, Grim Guardians Demon Purge. It's clearly a love letter to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but it's featuring characters from the Galgun series, which is a don't look that up because it's yeah, it's a not great, sh- um, yeah, railgun shooter. If you're Google it, Michael, be careful because maybe you want, you want some safe search on that. Um, but the actual, oh, you know, no. yeah, exactly.M um, but they, they're all their two D games, you know, their non three D rail shooter games are amazing. Okay, and this has got characters from that, um, from that series. But then they've got their own spin off game that's made like a Castlevania game, which obviously the Integrate guys uh, made the Circle of the Moon game and stuff. So they're they're quite a good pedigree. So I'm glad they, so I mean, they have moved away from something like Galgun and made something <laughs> a bit more respectful. <laughs> More, more tasteful, yeah. More tasteful, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> with these characters Christ. that um, people seem to like, so yeah, good stuff. So yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm quite excited for that. Surprisingly, because I'd say every 2D game Inti creates and made has been nothing but absolute gold. So yeah, um, this should hopefully be good as as well. Very good. Um, <laughs> okay, right. Next on next on that next on the twenty third, we have Sons of the Forest, a survival game. Uh, coming to PC. I feel like we've seen this before. Perhaps this is the game, but a finalised version as opposed to an early access copy. Um, but we'll see when that releases on that day. On the 24th, so the day after, we have Clive and Wrench going to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, a platforming game right there. Uh, we also have Kirby's Return to Dreamland deluxe version for Nintendo Switch, a platformer right there. We also have Octopath Traveler 2 coming to the PC. Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PS5 on that same day. Yeah, this is um, Square Enix's... Obviously, they made Octopath Traveler 1 that came out on the Switch and then it came out for Xbox Game Pass. Unfortunately, Octopath Traveler 1 never came to the PlayStation and this is not coming to the Xbox, the second game. So it's quite an odd selection of platforms for it coming to. But yeah, a sequel to the original Octopath, which was a not perfect um, game. It's a sort of 2D HD, they called it. That was the style that they created for this game. Um, game and it was about eight different characters who um, had their own little stories and unfortunately their stories in the first game didn't interact too much towards the end this seems to be taking that flaw and then removing it and sort of having the characters interact and fold into each other better and stuff so I'm looking forward to that and uh, I need to actually finish the first Octopath Traveler because there is, there's some cool characters in there yeah, um, individual characters but yeah I'm interested to see what they do to make an improvement on the first game and this game and, and I'm going to get the PS5 version as well, so hopefully that 2D HD stuff looks really clean and really nice in 4K. Mm. Mm. Sounds good. Sounds very promising. Um, and then only four days later, on the last day of February, we have Dungeons of Ether coming to PC, a turn-based strategy. We have Destiny 2 Lightfall coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series 1, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. Uh, first person shooter from the, uh, from the guys at Bungie. Yeah, this is the brand new, um, brand new um, expansion for um, Destiny Two, and just because the fact that they're releasing the the previous expansion for free part of PS Plus, I'm like, I'm wondering, do I check out Destiny now? Is is this a good time to check it out? Um, who who do I who do I speak to who who knows about Destiny that would be willing to tell me if I should check it out or what should I do to get involved in Destiny? Because I I like the first game when it originally came out. I know there was issues with it and so on and so forth, but I'm wondering what's 
what's what's what's Destiny Two like now? What's how do I get into this sort of first-person shooter MMO sort of game? And also, it's you know it is Bungie. You know, everyone's been saying all the the stuff they've been making expansions have been good. So, what, mm. what what's my what's my in? I guess mm. that's what I want to know from people at home, or if if anyone knows anyone. But yeah, I'm interested to see what this does and if they bring a new audience in and stuff with this game because it's been going for a good few years now, hasn't it? Destiny oh yeah. Two? Absolutely, it's been going for a long time. It's been a big project of theirs. Um, and it's a fair audience. They've got a crowd, and uh, I'm not really one of them, but uh, but yeah. They're I'm not, but I'd like to be, do you know what I mean? Mm. But I don't know if, mm. I, if, if it is for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, and moving on to the last couple of games, a few games for February. So the last two games, games for 28th, we have Scars Above, a third-person shooter for the PC, PS4, PS5, and Xbox One, Xbox Series X. And lastly, we'd stop it. We're going to talk about this. We've got Void T R L M L M two open bracket close bracket semicolon four slash four slash Void Terranium two uh, for the Switch and PS4. Another fantastically, um, you know, overly dramatic name for a roguelike action RPG game from Nippon Ishii uh, Software. Ridiculous title, but I got through it anyway. Thank well you done, for trying. Yeah. Yeah, well done. but for, for I, those I, who don't just know, people on the yeah, can't tell yeah done. You, you typed in you can skip this in real time as I finished Scars of and went, No, no, we're getting we're getting through all this. Um, because why not? And yes, this is actually a game. This is also another thing I saw earlier today, and I went, Nah, it's not a game, that can't be. So I looked it up yeah, and actually, no, I, I've, no, I've, seen, I've seen the first game, I think, physical before, so mm. yeah, I didn't know it was a real game, but yeah, they're doing a sequel, so. Even with a convoluted name like that, hey, you can still sell copies. <laughs> you certainly can, uh, apparently. Um, right, the last two games for this month are sort of to be announced in terms of the reveal lake, reveal lake, reveal date. But we have Darkest Dungeon 2 for PC. Uh, one of the games I mentioned earlier about basically it's a dungeon crawler roguelike game, but with an emphasis on the emotional impact of adventures on your characters and gameplay effects that take that you know have an impact as a result of that and we also have Sherlock Holmes The Awakened an adventure game coming to PC Switch PS4 PS5 Xbox One and Xbox Series X and that my friends rounds off the list of everything that is coming out in February what do you yeah. think Elliot is what's the biggest game that you are looking forward to in this month do you think I well I don't know I've, I've ordered quite a few of them it's an intense month of games isn't it mm. it's Nothing shy of um, I won't say. I've never seen a February like this. I don't think ever. No, uh, not for a long time. They usually wait till like March or April to release April, the, the, yeah, the big so, ones. Yeah, yeah, end yeah, of March, yeah. start of April was actually end of financial year, start of financial year. Yeah, yeah. And and some games have been delayed to that sort of April time, probably to bolster financial years and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's intense though. That's for sure. And March is no slouch either. Um, there's no slouch there, but we'll we'll talk about that next month, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, actual. So which one am I looking forward to the most? Um, I'm trying to think. It would probably be. I can't count the PSVR two headset, can I? Really? I guess I'm probably not going to buy that this month as well. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put a risk. Take a risk and say Wild Hearts. Okay, you going. You going risk. I've got two potentials. I've got one which is a risk, which is Atomic Hearts, and I've also got Company of Heroes three. Company of Heroes three is probably guaranteed for me to yeah. be somewhat like a solid recommendation for someone like myself who already likes Company of Heroes 1 and 2 and real-time strategy sort of games, especially in the World War II area. It just has a really cool sort of almost authentic feel to it. Um, 
And then the risk, more risky one, which I'm also looking forward to, if I was going to choose that, is Atomic Heart. And what yeah. kind of struck me the other day, even though it does look good and it does look impressive, isn't this kind of what we felt, felt about Cyberpunk before, leading up to its release? We had all these snappy uh... YouTube trailers of like, yeah, this is what we're going to experience and this is the world and all these expansive like self-indulgent videos only for the end products to be kind of falling short of that. So I wonder, uh, yeah. are we going to get the same thing? I'm getting that sort of feel. But at the same time, it's not like I want it to be bad because I'm no, always, no. I'm, I'm, up for, I'm up for this idea, this concept. But whether that concept will be realised or not, only time will tell, which is why I'm very curious to see how it launched on the 21st. Um, no, I, I totally agree with that. It's, it's um, yeah, you mentioned that now and you put a little bit of fear in me, actually. So, uh, <laughs> But again, this is a different studio from Cyberpunk, isn't it? But yeah, it's got that Eastern Euro jank sort of thing going on potentially. Um, but hey, I'm looking forward to them six hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going to smash the cut the jingle now. So thank you, everyone, okay. for listening. <laughs> and um, see you next year. Um, next year, next, next year, month. Next year, blimey, that's the fun to do. But yeah, six hours, wow. The wow. Wheel of Vegas <laughs> Level one, action. Wellies Nerdy News on East Leeds FM. You win perfect.